BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi. All right. I'm going to try to make this opening quicker than the one that I just made that was five minutes. Let's see how much better I do. I got, uh, first of all, hello. I got podcast hangover after I did this podcast. You're just talking about so many things you're passionate about and you know, later you think, did I bring clarity to that? And it's a lot easier for me to drop this episode if I say this. I don't come, I did not come into this world with opinions, and then I just hold on to them till I drop dead. And I'll be honest, I think that's what a lot of people do. I think they have a theory, and they just hold on to it. Well, I'm, my parents did it, so I'll just hold on to it till I die. So even though there's times during the show when I am obviously very, very passionate, I also have the ability, I hope, to be educated later and go, you know what, I might have been wrong about that, or that doesn't have anything to do with that. And it's a constant learning process for me. And that saying that makes it easier for me to drop today's show. Uh, there might be something I said or I compared something to something else where later I go, ooh, that wasn't, that was... And then there's also things that I know I'll be confident to say... I stand my ground on that, you know, I get it, and and time will tell. And that's the great thing about, you know, I've said this before, is that, you know, we all have our opinions, and then time tells sometimes, you know, five years, ten years, you're like, well, I guess I was right, or I guess I was wrong. But um, I think you're less apt, if that's the right way of saying it, to look back, like, let's say 15 years from now, in horror at your opinions if you do what I said, instead of just having your opinions that your parents had or you got when you were younger because of the group of friends you hang out with and just hold on to them, I'm, I'm going to hold on to them till I die, you'll be more likely to, if you let information change your opinion socially as you grow older, you will really look back and be proud of a lot of decisions that you made. And I'm including myself on that. So anyway, and the other thing, the reason that I want to have Dr. almost Dr. Kevin Seuss on, I could just say Kevin... Um, I had a lot of pre-existing things I wanted to talk about, and Kevin sat in on them, uh, you know, and, and very graciously did it, and we had a great time. But what I want to bring Kevin back on for is to do what I think he does best, and uh, that is he's done it with me, and he's done it with Daniel Kino. When you have a problem, it could be with a family member, it could be with a boss, it could be with a friend. And he untangles it. Now, I understand what he said, that we have the answers to our problems. You know, I know that. But there's no negating that it takes somebody with their, edu- with their school, with their schooling, and then just their street smarts. And to me, when those things two merge, you end up with a good therapist. And I think that is what he does well, just taking a situation, asking you questions, and bringing clarity to it. And uh, doing it exceptionally well. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to have another show where we just literally read some of the emails that we already have on the shelf and let him untangle those. And I think that's what he do- one of the things he does best. And uh, we'll have him back on and we'll do that. So there we go. Um, enjoy the show. 
Now entering Nerdist.com. Mmm. I got a hot cup of coffee. It's all good to go. Eric is here. Slash. Nothing. Oh, Eric's, Eric slash Irk. Daniel Kino is to my right. Happy New Year, buddy. Yeah, Happy New Year. Haven't seen you since the holiday break. That's right. And this is our special a special episode. You can get your own jingle, Kevin. And right across from me is almost Dr. Kevin Sousa. And do you see your name up on that chalkboard oh over there? Oh, my gosh, yes. You're going to take that and show it to your parents? I sure, I'm going to take a picture as soon as we're done here, yeah. And but, so we'll start. We'll start. We'll get to uh, introduce our audience to you, and I think some of them, well, all of them that listen to the show, know you know that you're my friend. And uh, but we're going to back up even before I find out, because you know I don't even know how to say what you're, you know, uh, what you went to school for, what where you're at at the learning process, why we're calling you <laughs> almost Dr. Kevin Susan. Very important. There's actually a reason for that, but <clears throat> but we can even back up a little. And um, so I've known you, we were talking about this before we started the podcast, and we'll introduce the audience to you, since you were how, 16? So 16 years old, yes. And I was 22? 23, yeah. Yeah, and, and, I, and I was at a place where they did editing. Robin. Robin. Robin yeah. Good memory. Yeah. And um, video editing? Mm-hmm. Video editing, And yeah. they were working on their band. I still have your card. You know what? Final Cut. They <laughs> yes. were called Final Cut. Oh, my God. And, and you know, but they were, I was watching their music video that they did, and they're 16, and they, but they were, like, really good, you know? I was, like, I was impressed, and, you know. And um, so you gave me your business card. That's why I still yeah. have it. Like, Here's my business card. And then, like, I don't know. Time, <clears throat> excuse me, time passes you for, I got a cough. Hold on. <clears throat> Maybe uh, if I ever if I keep doing that, maybe we can mark it. Cause I don't have... <laughs> That's going to be a fun show. Um, I still have a little bit of a cold in my voice, I think, so I'm pointing that out in case people are worried about me. Um, so then, my friends that own Smokey Joe's yeah. needed a band one night downtown. You, you started my slow downward spiral as a, <laughs> as a club musician at the age of sixteen. So now they're you got you got him the gig. <laughs> well, I called him up. I go, hey, would you? For, well, I don't realize later till I meet his family how this created such turmoil. <laughs> like, do we let our kids play at a college bar? Oh. Well, they come in. You have a sound guy with you, yeah. so you sound good. You have a guy that knows what he's doing. It was Robin. It was this, Robin. It was the guy, yeah. He and uh, he set your the, the sound system up and yep. then you guys came in and you sang like you didn't have that many songs because i remember you opened this you, you you we did like i'll stop the world and melt with you and like and like the romantics like all, all true 80s gems right. and, and just played them over and over again and, and it was it was a scene you know 16 at this college bar and women throwing ourselves throwing themselves at us and then and you're, what year is this this is 1986 Oh, is wow. it really? Yeah. And your parents were there, so you really can't have well, any fun. Well, my, my dad. Yeah, my dad. Well, was, you, yeah. a lot of parents went. Yeah. And they were sitting there. And I think they thought I owned the place because yeah. I was walking around. <laughs> because you told them. <laughs> <laughs> because, yes, exactly. Exactly. So, then years later, yeah. um, I, I, my, like I said, my friends own this place called Smokey Joe's. And I hung out there. I did the college thing for more years than anybody ever gets to do it. <laughs> And uh, you walked in and you said, you probably don't remember me, which I don't know if I did or I didn't, but it doesn't matter at this point. And I, you said you're... How kidding. many years later is this now? This is probably three years. Not even. Three years later? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, as soon as you told me, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, because 16th, you're in college now. 16. 88, 1988. But, so you, um, 
and I've already moved to California, I think, or getting ready to move. Yep. I'm, and then, uh, and I'm like, of course I remembered you. And, you know, there's a reason we became friends. We have the yeah. same sense of humor. Yep. We, got, we just got along really well. And then... Um, and we look remarkably alike. Well, me, me and all the Seuss's look a lot alike. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And uh, so then I became friends with Michael, his younger brother. Right. Eventually, the joke was you had a brother. Because what I do for a living, I can always... You know, you, friends my age now have jobs. You know, even mm-hmm. back then, they started to have jobs. You know, mm-hmm. you're 23. And, but then I would, then I would start... <laughs> there you go. Friends my age now have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is... Job-type uh, jobs. <laughs> now, like now, a lot of the guys, when they had been in their 40s, they... <laughs> They just had to settle down with the job. No, what I mean is like <laughs> even then at 23, of course, hopefully they have jobs now at my age. But uh, uh, And then I, so I, the joke became like, oh, I'll start. And then I started you, – you started getting a little busier. You couldn't play as much. I started you know, having, hanging out with your brother Michael. Mm-hmm. And the joke was your little brother Peter at the time who was like – Oh, my God. 12? Yeah, God. Yeah. He was probably yeah, 12. 12. 12 years old. And uh, the joke was, oh, one day I'll have to hang out with Peter. And that day came. <laughs> that day, and I remember been... Kevin was busy. Mike was in school, you know, working. And then I called Peter. What are you doing tonight? And there we went right in the Smoky <laughs> Joe's. It was a Sousa working at Smoky Joe's from, I think, 1988 till the day it closed, actually. Right. Is... So, and Michael Houston, they, those, you know, we became very, very close. Plus, yeah. I love my family. But I always said, like, there's something about your home that was like this... Second family for me. And uh, I remember Mike knew me so well. I mean, this is going back years. Mm-hmm. It would be the end of the night. Everyone was – and I used to have to go – I was still living at home, I think, maybe with my family at that mm-hmm. point. So Kevin – Mike would go, come on. come." On. Your parents would be out of town. And he'd be like, come on. you got to stay over our house. It'll be fun. I go, I can. i got to go home. You know, i got stuff to do, whatever. And he'd go, come on. I'll turn the air conditioning way down oh, for you, God, which yeah. means way up. And I'd go, like, really? And he would turn it down like 63. If you're, if, I think if your dad heard this podcast, he'd still get upset. He would, yeah. Matter of fact, he probably will listen to you, this. He will. And you could hang meat in our house. It was so cold. All right, Mr. Sousa, please. <laughs> <laughs> I still get scared around your parents. I was, I was, and, and then we'll, we'll move on. But I like to talk about this. Uh, so I was just home for the holidays, and uh, we, I came by your house with yeah. uh, me and Chris, and not Chris Podcast Chris, and um, your neighborhood, it was just so... Rockwellian, for sure. It was just... And your mom and everything was perfect in the house, and it smelled good, and she yeah. had the food ready, and it was a magical night. It was the best night. It was There were two special nights for me. One was uh, Christmas morning with my family. It was mm-hmm. just wonderfully chaotic, and I really enjoyed being with my family. There was 22 people in the house, and it was right. awesome. And then the night with you at your family uh, yeah. was just great. And it was just uh, – it was a special night in the neighborhood. We took a walk around to look at all the homes. And yeah. It was just great. The luminaria was out. The whole road was yeah. out. So, uh, so that's that. That catches people so up on – How did you – how did we get here? So what happens to you? You go to college? Uh, let's see. Well, I wound up, I, I drove Todd around to almost every small college oh my God, all that's... over the East Coast. Good. When I, I, one year I got so many, I got like whatever it is, 50, 60, 70 colleges mm-hmm. in one year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Kevin was, what, oh. now where were you at that point in your, in your I was education? Probably, I was probably a junior at Villanova University and um, studying English and not very well. And had dropped out a couple times and lived in Costa Rica for a little bit and, and came back. And, and we were, we were just, uh. You would you'd say, "Hey, I can't." He, you can you could you could never keep your eyes open driving on a freeway. I, and I also didn't know directions, and I yeah. got lost, so I couldn't go do these colleges. They said, "Oh, you drive from one, you fly into Florida, and then you do you drive to six colleges." Mm-hmm. No, that's not happening for me. Mm-hmm. So I asked Kevin what he made at Smoky Joe's. I said, "I'll match it." Yep. 
So we he did all the driving. It was crazy. He was like a machine. He was like a and you smoked pot while you were driving. Of course, then. Of oh, course. is that okay to talk about that? Sure. Okay. So you know because you're almost Dr. Kevin Susan. Um, and uh, and I remember the one great the story that I always told was so we're sitting in the hotel room oh. and an episode of the Brady Bunch comes on where um, like Queens Island Queens Long Island College or something somewhere like that. Yeah, we is, drove through the night we got yeah. in just in time to so do an tired. afternoon show yeah. you you would sleep and I would do the show the student center yeah so I come back home and he's I come back into the into the uh, into the hotel and the Brady Bunch is on it's the episode where. Um, she was. She got caught sneaking back into the house, like Marsha, because she was trying to enroll her dad, or did enroll her dad, Father, to of, the Father of the Year concert, uh-huh. <laughs> Father of the Year um, uh, award. Yeah. You write a letter how special your dad is. Well, she was told something she shouldn't be doing that, and they didn't know why she was sneaking into the house, and she she got something taken away from her. Uh-huh. But then, as time went on, the episode is when the parents figured out, you know, what she was doing. What she was Cindy. doing. Uh, Cindy, the youngest. Was it the youngest? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. And so I look over and I see Kevin's crying. I thought he was crying. I go, are you crying? No, goes, you, no you didn't say anything about it. You didn't say anything about it. Oh, I didn't say anything. You didn't say one word. He, he, he came into the room and he saw me on the, on the, in the hotel room. And I, and I just kind of was like, oh, hey, Todd, what's going on? Like, like, like nothing. And, and, and that night. On stage. On stage at some comedy club in, in Long Island. Some college show. Yeah, some college show. He, he uh, told the audience. Told the audience. He goes, Kevin. Do not lie to do me. Do not lie to me right now. Do not lie. When I came back in. You were crying over the Brady Bunch episode, and I was like, oh, my God. Yes, Todd, I was. Yes. Well, doesn't that say with the different people we are now? Because now you'd say it in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I then, would openly weep in, right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a healthy thing. <laughs> but um, And you admitted it, and I, I knew you did because I had cried when I saw it. <laughs> so, uh, and then, uh, okay, so, so let's, we're going to jump now really yeah. far ahead. Uh, you're, uh, um, you, now you're living in California. I live in California. In California. I, was, I was working at the House of Blues as a, uh, as a stage manager, um, and Todd, Todd and I, we, we'd always been in touch and kept, kept – kept pretty close and Todd would come to, we would we would hang out quite a bit yeah. a little bit well it's good having a close friend in California now you mm-hmm. live in Hermosa Beach you're married yeah, right. to an awesome it's nice to like the wife <laughs> there was a string of not so great ones yes. no you know I never had problem with any of your girlfriends I know I never had a problem with any of your girlfriends. You were so accepting of, of all of them. Well, they were nice to me, and but Patty, I love. Patty, yeah, I do her. Patty's perfect for you because she's got, she's, uh, well, we don't need to get into that, but she's got, she's fun, and yeah. yet she's also responsible. Yes. yes. And the mix was yes. perfect for yes. you. The mix was perfect for you. Is everything okay? Yeah, everything's groovy. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was nodding and off then, there for a second. And what point did you, did you decide to pursue this career? Um, I, I, uh, I stopped doing the music thing um, after a while and, and started teaching high school, and as I was teaching high school i was really connecting with the kids and uh enjoyed that that aspect of of uh just connecting with with people you know uh-huh. and um Be careful with banging. oh sorry that's okay and then uh uh then what happened oh so i i stopped uh teaching due to they, they dropped some funds i was teaching uh theater arts and uh surfing and video production and what do you what do you I just go ahead go ahead and uh and so I started playing again in the clubs in Hermosa and, and being in that scene for a while. And, and that just started getting pretty old. And, and, I, and I decided I didn't want to be on a bar stool playing guitar much anymore and, and uh, was in therapy myself and, and really did a lot of changing and growth and work in there um, more than I ever really wanted to, to tell you the truth. And found out that, hey, you know, if I can pass this along and do this if I can change, anybody can. And, and I really wanted to study like how it, it was that I changed and why I changed. 
And what was it that you – I think it's important for the audience to know. My instincts are sometimes to hurry when we're doing a show like this. Mm-hmm. But I've learned from listening to the shows, take your time. Okay. So, so for me, I'm saying. Okay. So what, what, what exactly – what are you comfortable talking about? Oh, you had a – Oh, I'm going to – listen, it's been it's – been, Okay, talk about your addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I was I – was, for, for most of my life, for all of my life, there was always kind of something I knew that was wrong with me. And, and I couldn't really – whether it was being nervous or just, you know, you saw me. I was just – Constantly, I never knew with any of the Sousa brothers what was going on. <laughs> I thought you guys were all. I swear to God, crazy. I had no idea. Mike, uh, Mike or, or, or what are we safe to talk about? No, I, not I, the details, but just. But that. I think I think it's safe to say that we were all very full of frenetic energy. So, so let's put it that way. Like we were, we were always up for a good time. Yes, that's why we I liked you guys. Always, <laughs> a lot of people liked us. You well, know? I remember. I remember the time with Mike once in Atlanta, and he was. And by the way, all three boys are doing great right now. Oh yeah, everybody's everybody's, everybody's that's doing why, really well. That's why um Christmas was. We're gonna bounce a little all over here. Very special. Not only that, there was a there was. I, I've always really adored your parents, mm-hmm. and uh, I still have. I still look at them as authoritative figures, oh, and I'm learning parents. to be their friend. But my poor parents did. They, they, dealing with all of our of, of our issues, I think, was a little bit. You know, there's an old school way of, of kind of like sweeping things under the rug where it doesn't it doesn't get communicated or processed. And I think that that's a that's a generational gap that's ha- that's actually being. Um, kind of dissolved as we speak now because p- there is more of emphasis on communication and opening up um, in relationships. Which We're is only as sick thing. as our secrets. Exactly. And Take I think- a break. We'll be right back with almost Dr. <laughs> Kevin Sousa. Wait. Uh- <clears throat> okay, so hold on. Let me, let me get – so go, talking about going back to your house, there, there was there, the other thing that was very nice there is that we were there. Everybody was in a good open. place. Everybody was in an open place. I was there with uh, – my friend, yes. if I'm comfortable saying that, in an honest place, yeah. and everybody knew, and I think- and and, uh, and then you guys were, you're all doing great. Mm-hmm. But with all the, with all, was the- this your first Christmas? That since Mark Marin and and since it all there, yes, 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 happened. they always knew about us, um, but uh, but. There was not – it wasn't said. Yeah. And again, I'm trying not to bounce all over. I'm starting to sweat. That's what happens when I um, – well, so, so anyway, so we're there with – there was an honesty and it was a, just a wonderful – there's a lot of love with all the stuff that might go on in, in any family. You know, uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of love uh, between your family. I feel it when I'm around between oh, yeah. you and your brothers and, 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 um, and also – It used to be a lot of tension though. And I mean there were, there were, there were Christmases where I would go home and, and we'd have fistfights out in the driveway about you know, who was dri- not to drive out or go to another bar or, or go you know, see, see some, uh, some undesirable people, shall we say. To, mm-hmm. and, and I mean it was, it was, this was a really nice Christmas because for the first time everybody was in a different place. And right. I think everybody was open and honest and it was just much more relaxing – and at ease and you know for a lot of years i didn't think that was going to happen i mean there were there were there were periods where you know i didn't expect to live past 30 you know so this was all gravy and a lot of my brothers i think were in the same boat you know and you know uh, what i was going to say to you and it's it's uh, again i'm going all over the place but you know what we're going to we're going to come together mm-hmm. this is going to be i'm very much looking forward to this show okay um there was a moment that happened – I want to remember to talk about this when you were – and by the way, remember what I said. If you want to chop this, it's no, fine. Yeah. Where I was sitting on an airplane and you were teaching mm-hmm. and for whatever the reason, the kid next to me started talking. We're talking about high school. <laughs> and I said – I go, I know my friend Kevin. By the way, I think this is perfectly fine. I am not altering the story. It, no. was, it was said – in the right way, and it says anybody at the time. I don't know how old you were. You were young. Uh-huh. Uh, girls and uh, girls that are graduating high school are very pretty, but yeah. when you're a responsible adult, yeah, you still can look back and go, 
Jesus Christ. It makes you feel horrible because if you're an evolved person, you feel horrible because mm-hmm. you don't like looking at a girl that's in high school and going, holy shit. Mm-hmm. So he was telling me how he had moved from somewhere else. That's how it started. This kid that goes to high school. Right. And he was telling me how the girls in California, he's like, holy shit. He's like, it's painful. I go, you know, it's funny. My friend is a teacher there, blah, blah, blah. And he was sort of saying the same thing. It's like, God, it's, it's you know, it's yeah. these, these girls, they're graduating and they're gorgeous. So anyway, one thing leads to the next. And he goes, what's your friend's name? I go, Kevin Susi. He goes, oh, my God, my mom got your dad her job there. I'm like, oh, my God, I think I just got him fired. I think. But it was fine. It was, you know, but that I thought it was funny. And then she goes, yeah, you, you, do you remember who? Oh, was? I think it was the Jor- Jorgensen. I'm not sure who they were. But, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, wow. I started teaching when I was 30. <laughs> And to, to be teaching in that high school at the age of 23, like I couldn't even imagine being, you know, you know, because it's, there's that power dynamic there, you know, that, that especially if you're an insecure guy and, and these really attractive, you know, they're almost adults and, and they're they're flexing their femininity and they're, they're flexing their masculinity or whatever. And it's uh, it can be pretty daunting. And if you don't if you're not a well adjusted individual, I mean, that's why teachers get. You know, if they're not if they're not doing their work and making sure they're taking care of themselves, then they can get into some trouble. You know, so yeah. so you so you're saying uh, so you dealt with a lot of your own. You know, what was uh, what was some of the some of the things you're comfortable talking about? Some I, of the patterns of behavior, some of the things you changed. Uh, well, I mean, uh, let's see. I mean, to be are we to go come full circle? Basically, when I was uh, I was a functioning, if there is such a thing, alcoholic and drug addict all through. You know, I, I would come, I was teaching and I was at school. I mean, there would be nights out in Hollywood where I would come straight into teaching. And um, I had a couple of the cohorts there that, you know, it's uh, it's pretty intense. We would still be up from a couple of days and, and teaching class the next day. And uh, let's, the kids loved us. And it was, and it's, it's, I say this not to sound cool, but it's kind of embarrassing to say. But at the time, it was just like, you know, we're, we're with these kids that are 17, 18 years old, and, and you know, I'm teaching a, a, a vocational, tech, you know, either theater arts, and, and, uh, and uh, it, was, it was pretty intense, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know. Is that the answer you're looking for? Yeah, no, yeah. And, and also I think it's good. I asked you, you said there were some people, you're honest about this, and I yeah. think your honesty to this will lead you to help people that are going through the same thing. Honestly, I don't know when honesty ever got anybody, you know, it's always a good thing. So yeah. when you're dealing with people that you're counseling. Yeah. So let's, let's go to this real quick. Um, you're the reason we call you almost Dr. Kevin Seuss right. is because you're what, what, what are you, what are your right now? I'm a, I'm a marriage and family therapist intern working under a uh, supervisor in Hermosa beach, the playa, the playa counseling center. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm in the, I'm about a, I'm halfway done my coursework of getting a PhD in depth psychotherapy from uh, Pacifica graduate Institute. Um, I'm a PhD candidate there. And, uh, you know, you got to be very careful ethically about call, what you're calling yourself and what you're presenting. And, you know, you, I can't even really call myself a therapist. I'm an intern. Um, so I've got a, I'm almost less than a thousand hours before I sit for the marriage and family therapist exam. Um, but I am seeing clients actively. I have a pretty big caseload right now and uh, really love the work. I'm, and um, it's just been. Uh, a, a, Do you find it as rewarding as you thought it was going to be when you went into it? Or is it a little bit more than you bargained for? Um, at times, yes. Both. 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 I mean, it, it's uh, it is amazing how. Um, what this profession does and is and how it affects people and yourself. And I think the biggest thing with therapists is, is in finding a good one for people that are looking for therapists out there, you need to find a therapist that does their own work and don't be afraid to ask them if they're in therapy themselves because, um, and you recommend ones there are. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because there, look, there's, there's this power dynamic that, you know, 
it's a very powerful thing when people come to you thinking that you have the answers to things. And I don't have those answers. You know, my job is to act as a conduit. I believe that the, the person that I'm sitting with has those answers in them. And I've got to work to, 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 so that they can be able to see that through themselves. Because a lot of it is going through the fog of what they went through in their childhood or what they went through uh, through traumatic experiences, right. what they've been taught. And it can be, you know, pretty difficult. Um, let me uh, – he's getting a pen. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let me jump forward a little bit to where I – and then uh, where I found you very helpful is that <clears throat> I don't deny that some problems that people have really do take – you know, uh, it, it, there's not quick answers. It's like especially the, the bigger the problem, the bigger there's untangling to do. Right. But where I think some people are, uh, you know, I think they think therapist, ther- therapy is hocus pocus is because you see someone sitting in therapy. Maybe it's not that they were molested when they were younger. They went through drug problems. Just maybe topical problems, but there's no answers. There, what are they doing in there? Mm-hmm. But, but I am the first to say, and by the way, I like saying this because I'm not in therapy every week. I, I, I went for a year and a half once in a relationship, um, and then I didn't go to therapy for five years. I had some trouble with my mom and my brothers after my dad died, and there was some dynamic we went for four visits i love the dr ebert he goes you know what i think you guys i don't need to see you for another year <laughs> it was he's like we, it was a topical problem but we fixed it and and you see I mean, i've seen therapy do wonderful things mm-hmm. uh uh and uh i like therapy when they're when they give their opinion i like when they uh, but i know you have to ask for what you like mm-hmm. where you really helped me and as we as we progress to uh to to move on with the show here i don't know why i just said that um <laughs> is that when I was, uh, you've been really helpful. Oh, thanks. Very, very helpful. And a lot of times it's just you, you unravel something. And I listened to you even because, because one time you were trying to help me and I felt, no, he doesn't get it. And I thought, Todd, it doesn't mean he knows everything. Mm-hmm. But if I'm a gambling man, I'm going to take my own advice. Just shut the fuck up and try to understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. And, and, or it, most of the times it happened instantly. I talked to you for five minutes, and I'd be like, oh, God, I'm glad I talked to you. But when I was getting ready to go on the Mark Marin show, one day I'll, I'll – uh, <laughs> I, I guess I could say go on the Mark Marin show. And go on the Mark Marin show. <laughs> no, go on the Mark Marin show and, 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 co- and come out of the closet. Wow. So uh, – <laughs> so, I called you. Well, we had talked about. I think it's important that that your audience knows. Like this was something that we talked about for a very long time before it actually happened. Well, I forgot that you were one of the first people that I'd ever told. I it was hard for me to go home because I wasn't coming to your parents' house for Christmas anymore or Thanksgiving. I would go to my parents, and mm-hmm. then it would always be go to your house right. because we do Christmas morning. And when my friend, <clears throat> I don't know if we have to edit out the first two times I said his name, but I don't think it matters. Um, it was coming with me. I was embarrassed to go because right. it's like you know, come on, here's Todd's friend, and I told you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember where I was. Where were so, you? I was in uh, my house in Manhattan Beach. Uh, up on the hill, I remember being in the kitchen and you saying, Kevin, I need to tell you something. And I knew exactly what it, I mm-hmm. knew. I, I'd been waiting for the day for a very long time because right. I think also you, I think you'd been trying to tell me and a lot of our, your close friends for a very long time. But and I think that it's important to know, like where we where we grew up in the cultural aspect and how that was just it was just really taboo to do that. And yeah. And for you to finally do it, it was just it was it was like, oh, now we can really talk. Now yeah, we can and, be friends. And, and, I, and I think I said it to you. Like I said, I said, there's something you probably know already. But because I'm not honest about it, we can't talk about it. Yep. And then I said, will you call your family and tell them, tell them? <laughs> and I know some people would have said, no, Todd, you have to do that. But you did it. Yeah. And then one by one, the phone rang. Yeah. Your dad. Yep. Your dad. That makes me like um, 
My grandmother, my grandmother loved you. So, God rest her soul. She died. Uh, she's same thing, you know, and she knew. She knew. Your, da- your dad called. Yeah. Your mom called. Yeah. Peter called. Michael called. How many? It, when was this? This was probably 90, two, 99, 98, 1998. Yeah. And, uh, and, and everyone was like, you know, you just. It, no one get, we don't care but yeah. for your dad like to pick up that phone and do that because I know yeah. that, you know it, some people including me sometimes it's hard to like you might not give a shit but can you express it yeah. he got on the phone and he and, and it was like oh it was like and then yeah. Mike Mike asked me a question. I remember the next day he goes like, "Can we still make jo- can we make jokes?" I'm like, "Of course, that's what's going to be the beauty of this." And because of all the bits and all the bits we have between a, a me, lifetime of it, life now we can add that to yep. doing a bit, and the bits just flowed out. Yeah. You know? oh, Mike would always act like if he came out of the bathroom, like he'd be like, "Todd, now this isn't getting you excited, is it?" <laughs> you know. So 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 anyway, so then then that leads to now I will fast forward right. a lot. I'm I'm getting ready to 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 go on the Mark Marin show, and I was actually getting ready to do Preston and Steve in Philadelphia. Your right. parents live about ten minutes away, and I stayed at the house. I stayed in your bedroom mm-hmm. that you grew up, or mm-hmm. Mike's bedroom, right. two single beds, you know, with a night <laughs> table in the middle. It's just crazy, and um, I'm wanting to do it. Yeah. I want to do it, and I'm nervous. And I call you on the phone, mm-hmm. and you said something. You said you're just going to have to do this before you're ready. Yeah. And that's it made sense to me. I knew what you meant. You meant you're not going to be ready. You're ready enough. Yeah. You talked me through it. I called him, and then you were great at getting me ready. I matter of fact, back, let me back up. Mm-hmm. I told you that night, do not let me back out of yep. doing this, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And you didn't. Yeah. You called me exactly when you said you were going to. Mm-hmm. A month later, you called me again. Yeah, you, you were not yeah. pushy, but you were helpful, and you and you did not let me back out of it. And you were. It was. You know. It, it was, was just it, holding you accountable. And I think I remember saying, you know, hey, look. Think about the freedom that this is going to give you artistically to actually be who you are because you're hi- there's, there's, there's a hiding behind this veil. And I think that the, the, the toughest thing for all of us that knew when we went over to your house or when we were with you was that we couldn't we didn't know who knew or who didn't know. So there was that, that whole like uncertainty about what was going on. And, and, and it really felt, it felt uncomfortable at times, you know. And I think that there was a freedom when that finally was able to, 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 to let go of that. Okay. So there we go. We got everybody filled in. Oh, this is when you re-listen to a show and you hear that. You just said something. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm you know, I get that nervous. Let's, let's, I, you know, I'm afraid Daniel's falling asleep over here. <laughs> let's get into it. You got, you oh, know, I'm you right. Got, you I'm got... right, you motherfucker. Um, okay. Um, I just want to talk to Kevin about my problem. Yeah, I know. I know we'll you do. That. But come on. You got We got to bring the – now they know him. Now they, we're introducing him hopefully to do can, can other I, shows. Can I just backtrack a little bit? I just mm-hmm. want everybody to know because we kind of glossed over this with me looking at high school girls <laughs> and being a drug addict. <laughs> Why don't and we then, take that? Well, well no, no, no. That, that's all fine and good. I just want people – you know, that I, I, the reason that I really became a therapist and, and what happened was – and I did my thesis about this was I was sitting with a client um, and he was talking about how he wasn't working a program and not going to certain me- meetings and 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 I said dude you've got to get with your act together and blah, blah blah and I said dude what are you doing you can't help people unless you look at yourself and get your issues handled so you got to be a clean slate right and so you got to get better and so I started make, taking steps to, to get sober 
and that's and that was the turning point in my life where I really took this seriously and not only decided to finish my master's but but to pursue a PhD so that I can really really help people and like I was saying earlier you you better find a therapist that does their own work because you're only going to get as good as your therapist does do you know that's what I'm like, saying yeah well that's like I think me and Jimmy Dore once talked about you would you go to a therapist with a toupee and I know that's because <laughs> well I don't know how comfortable he is in his own skin exactly. he might not be able well, to help you no and I think that that's a wonderful that's a Great. beautiful analogy you know yeah. and it's like because you better find somebody because here's the thing is that i could have stayed out and using but at some point my clients would have passed me by right like they would have gotten to a point where they've grown enough where like all of a sudden it's like i'm out of here you know and Mm -hmm. and then you have to refer them out um i don't want to be that therapist i want to be somebody that can be with the person and walk through everything you know and i can't take somebody through something that i haven't been through so right how inauthentic and something that's out of your reach emotionally exactly exactly and and to do your work and go into the shadow side of yourself which we'll talk about i think later on i'm going to give myself five more minutes with the gay talk okay and then we're going to move forward (laughs) daniel before the show he said ease up on the gay talk um here i want to i want to acknowledge this um uh that i'm glad uh you know it it sounds so maybe cliche when you say like when you when uh, you get emails people say you've helped them by telling your story mm-hmm. and the last thing i want to do because i'm a comedian and we tend to i'm not cynical but i can have a cynical ear towards bullshit when i tell you that, the, that it works both ways i swear that comes from my heart that when when you, if i'm helping someone yeah obviously that makes me yeah. feel good but when they send you an email when you get an email from a young person or an old person i always say young people because it always re reminds me how brilliant young people are yeah and uh, and uh, I did a podcast a while back, and one of my things was that I asked parents that are having trouble with their kids being gay mm-hmm. um, that you can't live in a, a forward-thinking society and reap all the benefits of science mm-hmm. and not reap the one area that helps your child. Mm-hmm. In other words, you go to an expert for a, your car. You go, you trust them. Yeah. You read, you read consumer reports. But the answers are in. It's not in the middle. It's not 1988. Where some books might say this, some books might say that. The, the, the answers are out there that your son or daughter is healthy. Yeah. Now, all I asked you is that if you're not going to apply that, I want you to, and I said it from a gentle place. By the way, the reason I'm telling you this is because a parent emailed me. And it, it makes you get very emotional yeah. that this worked for them. It rattled them. That they were. They realized he's right. We accept all the forward, the advancements of a forward-thinking society when we trust. You know, there, I always say there's there's um, um, technology that's um, what? How do I always say that? There's um, oh, I don't know. I hate this. There's there's two types of technology. There's the type that advancements we have computers and stuff science, like that. Science, science scientific. Sci- scientific technology, and mm-hmm. then there's technology like you know the, uh, social social progress. social progress there's, oh you mean there's two kinds of progress technological progress and social progress right and yeah. when you when you when you adhere to all the techni- technological technological <laughs> progress and you don't adhere to social progress social, yeah. it's a little bit i'm not saying i wanted to come from a gentle place i'm not saying it's advertly greedy but if you can step back when you stop doing it, you yourself will go, oh, my God, that was horrible. Well, th- there's a reason KKK doesn't have the best website. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, I mean, that's a collective, like, sickness, right? Like, it's, the, the society isn't integrated with itself. It becomes disintegrated in that aspect. And, and, and that's why I think we have the answers. We don't, we, we're not on the fence whether being gay is totally healthy because the answers aren't out there yet. Mm-hmm. They're there because they're, they're there, but people aren't adhering to them because it takes changing yourself. Well, there's fear. See, fear right. Well, and also, don't you think that science, science uh, tech, technological science makes your life easier? Mm-hmm. Sometimes moving forward socially makes your life harder because you have to rethink things. Oh, of course. Of course. 
And but you told you I, this is so I said that, and I also mm-hmm. said, if you're not going to rattle yourself out of this, you have to look at it like when you see someone that has a drug drug problem, right? Because that's why they have interventions. Because you, one person can tell you have a drug problem and you'll diffuse it, but when eight people sit around you and tell you you have a drug problem, mm-hmm. and I go, if you're making your child live this life, when the answers are there, you could just like you bring your Volvo to a service place or your refrigerator. You, you don't try to guess what's wrong with your refrigerator. And I said, have the decency to do that for your child. Go to a therapist. Mm-hmm. And, and you explained to me in, in the book it, what the stance on whether being gay is a problem. or, or Oh, the conversion therapy that, 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 that just uh, – It's was, ironclad, you said. Well, no, no. Well, actually, it's, it's funny. It, it's, being, it's being challenged by a lot of conservative groups in, in New Jersey. It's, it looks like it's going to go to the Supreme Court. And New Jersey uh, just overturned it again, that they're going to open it up and look at it again. They're saying it's a, it's a freedom issue as to whether um, – I forget, you know what? i got to kind of look at, look at it. But in California right now, it is illegal. Governor Brown signed this conversion therapy is not acceptable. And it is, it is condemned by CAMP, which is the California Social Mar- Marriage and Family Therapist, um, by the – I think the Psychological Association, APA – because it's just bad science. You can't take a kid and, and it, it does more damage, creates more depression. The ends, it's, there's suicidal issues, suicidal ideation that comes with this. It's a scary thing that when you, you're trying to, be, trying to be deprogrammed for who you are. Like imagine right. if you came in and, you know. <laughs> well, I flip, if you flip it, yeah. child services would come in. For sure. If you flipped it and there was a, we've said this on the show, if there was a, you know, a parent. Uh, if, oh, if there if, was a homosexual if uh, there were therapist two, yeah. like trying to convert. A, a kid to homosexuality, yeah. a straight therapist, they would be, oh, it would be unbelievable, right. you, you know. So anyway, so so the letter from that parent, which I won't say their name, it, it yes, it made me, and I know they listened to the show, and I want to let them know it did not fall on deaf ears, the, the email, that they started looking at their own life and going, he's right, he's right, we do, we, we are taking all the advancements of a forward-thinking society, except where it would benefit our child yeah. to make his life breathe easier. And also somebody else, uh, Brad uh, Lehman said something, he said, it's funny that people, not all people, but some religious nuts, wouldn't look at it as, as uh, when there's people that are gay, that it's, if they do believe in God, that it might be his way of dealing with overpopulation. <laughs> it's funny, like it's one way it could work to them. Go, yeah, you know, they say that God works in mysterious and ways. Evolution. Wait, did they just throw evolution into that? No, no, I'm confused. No, well, I'm saying that if, if – okay, so that would be – look, I don't want to spin this too crazily, but that would mean that they would believe in evolution, <laughs> right. which, which is going anathema to, to what everything that, that a very conservative religious person would believe but in. But that would require you know, them to be consistent, <laughs> something yeah. religious right. people have a problem yeah, with. Yeah, that's that. Not all, by the way. We're talking about people – boom, 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 boom. No, and the last by the way, was, and I also – I found that – during this show or just arguing with people after shows, mm-hmm. I find that people like Buddhists, if you say something that's you know offensive, not offensive, but if you did misqualify something about their religion, very rarely do they get aggressive with an email. <laughs> you know, how dare you? It's always a Christian who goes, not all Christians, some of us, and then, you know what I mean? Like a Buddhist or, or you know, a, a more enlightened they always let that go. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and again, I don't want to turn it into a religious discussion, but uh, I would. <laughs> um, it's always easy for me. Th- this is the last question in this area, I think. Uh, this, this, uh, this guy, well, I don't have to say his last name, Paul. I don't know if he even cares. But he says he always gets into arguments at work whether being gay is a choice, which, by the way, after many years, I can't believe I even finally thought, 
wait a second. Even if it is a choice, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, we've always been thinking if we could only prove that it's not a choice, which I get why that's important. Be careful with why that's important to prove it's not a choice. Because yeah. what you're saying is... This is America. We're free to do whatever we want. We're free like, to do whatever we want. But, but if it's not a choice, it even makes it a little worse. It's like, it's not a choice. But I think it's oh. cleaner to go, who, who cares if it mm-hmm. is? But is there... Th- that, that's the question that this guy, Paul, is asking. Is there any answer he could give, or is it just... And if there's no answer, you know... If, can, the, if there's a choice... I mean, it's... It's a choice to say, like, your blood type. Like, I, I, I don't want to be O positive. I want to be AB or, or A negative. I mean, there isn't – I don't – where, where does that conversation go? Like, Todd, role play with me, right? Okay. I'm the guy – like, you're the guy who thinks – you're the anti-gay rights mm-hmm. guy at the office. And you're going – it's – you know, right? I go, you know, people are born that way. And then you would say, you no, know, it's, it's a choice. You, you would say, no, it's a choice they make, No, right? no, it's a choice. Okay, it's a choice. What, what's the, what does it matter to you? Well, you're right. That might bypass it. So, okay, you're right. Let's go for what it's worth. It is a choice. It is a choice. What difference does that make to you? Why do you care? Well, you might have just answered the question. Yeah. You get to the meat of it by just going, you know what? I don't know if it is or it isn't. I tell you, you could even say to someone, yeah. I don't think it is a choice. But you know what? I like to clean my, my expression, clean discussions up. So, Paul, maybe the answer is to don't even say what I just said. Make it cleaner. Go, oh, I actually agree with you. I think it is a choice. And, uh, and then go, and what's the problem that they've chosen that? Why do you care? There you go. <laughs> That's how that deletes That's emails. How. Um, by the way, I think sort of, I said this jokingly, a lot of times I'll say something that's off the podcast. Mm-hmm. Can you then, fix your microphone? Yeah. I'll say things off the podcast. <laughs> no, not, no, the, the, not, the windscreen. The windscreen. The, 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 oh, the windscreen? Thing. Okay. My, for the people listening. I always say for the people listening, <laughs> but hey, I'm into order. I get it. You want, yeah, you, Daniel wanted my windscreen fixed. On my microphone, it was tilted, and somebody else would go, relax. I get it. Yeah. I, I would rather you sit up a little straighter, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I'm kidding. Eric, thanks for laughing. Anyway, Eric. Um, I said this off the off the air, but I I don't know. I thought about it. I go, you know, if you're, I always say if you're if you're uh, going through this because it's harder for younger people. I always say younger people, hey, you know, look at me at my age. I was having difficulty. I should stop saying that. But like, look at it. Like maybe being gay is like cool. It's like you're a rebel. Look at you. <laughs> like you fuck it, man. You're like I'm fucking dating a guy. I don't give a fuck. Like if you see two really cool people that just are like you're like fuck it. It's like I don't give a fuck. Like you walk around and that should be your attitude in your head to just go I fucking this is what I like. I don't give a fuck. The only thing gay is uh, people that feel that way and don't react to it. Yeah. So if you if you're a woman and you're going out with another woman or you're two guys, look at it like man. You're like James Dean. Well, <laughs> maybe literally, but you know what I mean. You're like fuck it. I don't give a shit. This is what makes me happy. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I got, you know. So anyway, maybe that. Was maybe. James Dean rumored to be gay? I don't know. No, <laughs> no yeah, I think so. I think so. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, th- I think. You didn't I, see, didn't you see him at any auditions when you moved out here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so funny. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, All right, now we're moving along. Um... And, and, and I've learned also something from calling you, Kevin, on the mm-hmm. phone to deal with situations. And then, and then is that most of the time – look, I consider myself a well-evolved – a decent – a reasonably well-evolved human being. That doesn't mean I don't have areas where I want to grow. And you said something once about uh, a cousin of yours or somebody mm-hmm. um, that, um, that I thought was interesting. When people don't want to grow at all, we're not saying sometimes you can hold on to a belief you have. Sometimes you could be right. But if you're never wrong, let's, let's not look at it when you're r- right. Because sometimes people can uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, 
press you on something and you defend your ground, sometimes legitimately so. Mm-hmm. But if you never change, and this will lead us into the Adam Carolla conversation, mm-hmm. you said something that I loved. You go, so what, you're, you're basically done evolving? You're grown up. It's, oh, and, I'm and all that's, done. That's an oxymoron, right? It's like if you're ceasing to grow – you know, I think that if we look at our lives as like gardens, you know, we've got to weed them. We've got to pull the stuff, the dead stuff that doesn't work out anymore. And, and you know, our brains are, are we found that they're elastic, there's some there's neuroelasticity now. And mm-hmm. we never thought that before. And now, you know, you can actually change your neural pathways. And if you cease to do that, if you don't continue to strive for growth, then, then there's stagnation and there's no growth. There's no integration as to what is going on in your world at all. And uh, it makes things really difficult for your family or those around you because you're teaching that to them, you know, and, and making think that that's, that's okay. And, and it isn't okay to not, to not be more accepted. And like you said, with social progress and change, you know, everything is evolving at such a high rate now that uh, if you are not willing to go with the change, then you're against it, basically, you know. And uh, here we go, back. Um, Eric? What's that last name? I don't know. Eric sent me something about the uh, woman, Jane Elliott, the brown-eyed, blue-eyed way of teaching children about racism. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to thank him because I had heard about it, but I read that whole article. I think it's great to start teaching kids at a young age Mm -hmm. what it's like to be judged. I Mm -hmm. can't believe it. I think kids could all handle less math, less reading. If they go, we don't have the time for it, get rid of something else because empathy will, you know. Can I say something? Right now, it's so funny because everything's moving to to affect regulation with with therapies and with people. And, you know, when when you're being raised – from the time you're born until the time you go to school, you're all right brain. Everything is emotion, empathy, like connecting with people and that. And then as soon as you get to school, it's taught right out of you and you go right to the left brain, right to cognitive thinking, right to linear thinking, right to the way things are. And I think you're spot on. We really do need to get back to being able to empathize and read people. And, you know, and it even speaks to autism and, and, uh, and people on the spectrum, you know, their inability that, that can't be taught out. But Well, that's why when people go, you know... <laughs> Oh, everyone's over, uh, over, over uh, labeled now. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's got. Look, I don't defy that there are people that don't need to be on medicine that are on medicine. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's people that don't need. I, you have to say it like this so people know you mean it. Yeah. There's people that are on medicine that don't fucking need to be on medicine. But I don't want to talk to anybody about those people unless I know you know that there's people that it has saved their life oh. legitimately. Mm-hmm. So unless you want to spend time on that. No, I don't want to have a, oh, everyone's over. Yeah, what about children years ago that were being hit when they were legitimately mm-hmm. autistic mm-hmm. because they weren't mentally retarded where it was obvious and there's in-betweens and different, you know, that we can, we can spot all those now that were, that were being hit. What about that? What about the good we're or doing Or dyslexic today? people that, that got hit for not, you know, studying hard enough. Mm-hmm. And not getting good yeah. grades, and not you know, or people that were left-handed that they were being forced to work. work that actually, right-handed. that actually happened to me. Yeah, they would but smack I, but I, with I, the rule. But, yeah. but I was, grow, but I grew up in Russia. But when I when I was six years old, I went to school. I was born left-handed, uh-huh. and um, my parents already started to teach me how to write, and I and then I had to relearn. It's horrible, horrible. Yeah, that's barbaric mm-hmm. that we did that. Yeah. And and when I was li- I was listening to I was uh, Bill O'Reilly, which of course whenever I flip by it I listen to it, and he <laughs> said, you know, don't we need to go back to a traditional Amer- to a traditional America? What is that? And you know what? What, what is that? I don't. I thank you. What is I don't that? know what that is either. But we're we you know I I just think I want to go well. What, tell me when you want to go back to. But let me explain something that I do get. Mm-hmm. I do get that a reasonably intelligent person 
I do get it. I think I have the answer to it. But just because I have the answer, some, answer to something, I don't necessarily feel the, the thought of someone else thinking differently makes them obviously ignorant. Mm-hmm. I get it, but I have an answer. And the question is this. I could see a reasonably intelligent person going with all these school shootings going, that just didn't happen years ago. No, that didn't. But just because evil takes on a different hat. Mm-hmm. Evil happen. What? Tell me what era you want to go back to instead of me arguing it. Because you could go, don't go back. T- tell me the era. Because that's my. That's a bad habit I have. Instead of being able to go, oh, what era? Let's talk about it. Yeah. What era do you want to go back to? When was it great? To me, there's ten ways to go forward, and let's say there's ten ways to go backwards. If you, I just can't, we at least agree that it's forward. There's mm-hmm. still be shit to argue about. Yeah, if yeah. you love to argue, don't worry because there's <laughs> thirty ways we can go forward, and there's thirty ways we can go backwards. If we all, we're not even on the same page to go. No, we need to go forward. Yeah. We need, and and so when a school shooting like that happens, I do get it. I do get there's people going. That didn't happen a long time ago, Todd. In all fairness, like, come on, help me with that because it makes me think something has gone wrong with the world. And what I think it is, we've mind-fucked so many people mm-hmm. that it's coming to – people are starting to realize that they don't have to put up with it. People are – that there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of frustration. And there were bad things that happened back then. I've said it a million times. The I mean, Holocaust. Well, you, yeah. I mean, we <laughs> yeah, laugh because right. it's so ridiculously true. Yeah, right. Um and let's not even make this a religious discussion because mm-hmm. it's not all – but the molestations that went on in, in, in the – well, in the, yeah. in the Catholic Church, sure. that happened. What, when, when do you want to go back to? Yeah. The world that you say, let's go back to, I would imagine it was in the period when there were a lot of children getting molested because, you know, they had respect for their authority. At least kids had respect for their authority back then. Yeah, so much respect they were scared to be told that an adult was fucking them. Yeah. And, yeah, I use polgar, a vulgar, vulgarness to make my point. That, that's, is that, do you want to go back to that? Where kids have so much respect for authority that, they don't, that they're afraid to come forward and go, an adult is molesting me. Yeah. So I don't know when they want to go back to. And, yeah, we had a lot of bad things. Our answers are ahead of us. I think they want to go back to a time when nobody messed with white middle-class America is what they're talking about. Well, I think right. you're exactly right. <laughs> and that's what – and I think that the problem is – With is the that status quo. It, yes, and this, our country is evolving in so many ways. You have to look at the cultural and ethnic, ethnic, ethnicities that are in, in, our, in our country right now and how that's changing our, the role of you know, what's customary now and things that are accepted – and this this integration that's going on, and they just want to stay disintegrated from it. It's easier. Could yeah. you? It's easier when you, you when account? there's when there's a hierarchy, mm-hmm. because the higher the yeah. higher person. Sure, I could see I could see why a white you know what I say if, uh, kiddingly a white fat guy would want to go back to those days for yeah it was easier for you <laughs> you were you were in charge, yeah. Yeah. but it wasn't easy for the rest of the no, world. No, it was not. You know, and even though you know I agree with everything we're saying, and I'm on board, but there are still like holes there are still answers like like could you account for these poor school performances in 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 this country in the recent years i mean well or decades or how do we account i don't mean like a confrontational i mean like how do we account for that or was the was the uh you know overachievers of the past era a myth where our school's never that great and now it's being more highlighted i think that uh there were more resources i think that there were more more resources and things when when you were growing up back then where you know even when people were poor there was there was still there was a stay at home mom for, for you know for some whereas today you know funds are being diverted where they need to be diverted because they're being by the by the uh, people the upper socioeconomic levels they send it to where they need it you know and and, and the there, who there's no lobbyists for poor people right 
Right. You know, nobody's lobbying for poor people. You know, but they're called community organizers, and they get shunned. And you know, our, our pro, you know, Obama Where was teachers called. Teachers get vilified. Yeah, and, they get vilified, and, and the unions. And yes, you know, there are aspects of a union that, that make things a little um, difficult in schools. But there's some really good parts about them as well. You know, um, teachers do need to be held accountable for their their students. And um, uh, I'm just, I think sometimes the, what the this is a weird analogy, but I'm going to go for it. Mm-hmm. That no matter what, even if it's confusing to you, even if, like you just said, Daniel, you know, agree with me, but, you know, aren't there some things? We, we don't always know the answers, but I'm telling you, it doesn't well, make Well, I know s- the answer for over-medicating kids. It's money in health care. Oh, it's, pharmaceutical. Big pharma yeah, is really— the fact that we have health care for profit in America is a giant problem. Yeah, health care as a commodity is not, help, right. is not very helpful— and, and even in my field, I mean, they're looking for evidence-based theories that work. So they want you in therapy to, for two to six months, mm-hmm. year tops, you know, and then you got to get out. When bottom line is, is that it, it, it can really help be beneficial going every week for as long as you need to go, you know. And, uh, and if not, they throw a pill at it. The worst is when people go to psychiatrists, get a pill, and then don't talk to anybody about what's going on and think that the pill is the answer. Mm-hmm. That's when, but but weren't we weren't here's here's when it goes back to at least the gray area when we go oh back then weren't weren't moms because they weren't happy you know stay you know uh, valium. valium and alcohol and I mean and that, so that, so the so it's, are, it the just dr- switches it's like right yeah. there in, in half a second we 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 put that at least into a gray area mm-hmm. because if I if we weren't talking it from it from the angle we are everybody else is just saying go on with the, the medications and the medications yeah the medications have changed but people will gilk gilky gilk mm-hmm. what do you think you were they're doing cleaner the medications the volume now that they're taking now is cleaner and it's stronger and it's more efficient right. they're more the opiates are gnarly that are in they're, but, they're in everybody everybody's Medicine cabinets, right? And now. I'm not defending that the new medicine's better medicine or not. Medicine cabinets, drive pockets. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not defending that the new medicine. I'm saying at least the new medicines are better or worse. Yeah. I'm saying people were medicating themselves back mm-hmm. then. I I won't go back to a time in a delusional way when someone goes, yeah, there wasn't the medicines there are now, but there was alcohol, and plenty of people were drinking to self medicate like, themselves. Or other problems, uh, other drugs like uh, you know um, high speed type drugs like were you know Adderall or just uh, antidepressants. I think mm-hmm. all of that is fine as long as it's being accompanied by a professional. Yes. And you're talking, talking. to somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, we go, if you want to. But we go back. We go back. And Kevin, this is where I think you'll be able to shed a lot of light on this. When I hear, when, when I see the average person who brings children into this world, how they do it, that we still have a place where you could bring. And you know what? Yeah, I relate to sometimes when it hits something to do with the gay issue. Mm-hmm. It resonates with me, of course. But I know there's a million other things, too. Mm-hmm. But when I see that the the, there's crazy people in the school shootings, to me, there's this part of me that says, of course, we're, we're, we're still we still have a place where you could drive a child to and they will mind fuck him. Mm-hmm. We mind fuck our childrens. We don't m- mind fuck our children. Nothing mm-hmm. like passion and bad diction together. <laughs> um, but that, that's crazy. I, that, that makes me so mad that I can't sit at this fucking table mm-hmm. because of a group of people. There's a group of people that make me not be able to say this in 2000 and motherfucking 12. Yeah. I can't say this. Mm-hmm. God, remember when you used to have a place where you could bring your children to and they would mind fuck them to be straight? Because there's a group of people that still fight that that's okay. <laughs> well, I'm surprised there isn't more shit going on in the world. Yeah. That the, 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 so we don't need to go backwards. And I will use Chris Rock's joke about where the world is because of Obama. You know, he mm-hmm. said, it's like a spring cleaning. 
That mm. the, you know, it's it's like yeah, things get bad sometimes before they get worse. Mm-hmm. I'm not de- negating that there has to be a parent at home in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. That, but it, but if what we if, if if at the end of the road, if we clean this up, we will have figured out that it doesn't necessarily have to be the mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so if that's what comes out of it, well look we, at well look at I mean look at even the energy that is spent on what you're talking about, and then a kid like the shooter in Newton Newtown. Goes on, that where where the resources should be going, where all this energy that you just so aptly said, it needs to be going towards mental health issues, right? I agree, and, and that that's the problem right now with this country is that our priorities are all out of whack. That 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 we're worried about what other people are doing, you know. And the same party is so worried is speaking about freedom and personal rights, and yet in people's faces about what they're doing in the bedroom, what they're right. doing with their kid. You know, it does it just doesn't jibe here. It does and I think it goes back to what the original thing is that there's a there's a, a longing for the good old days that A, we're not so good, right? <laughs> and B, it goes back to the they they really want that hierarchy back again. And they're grasping at something what to bring this full circle, they're grown up. They've ceased to grow. They don't want to grow anymore. They want to. They actually want to reverse right. back to what the way things were, as opposed to looking forward. Because looking forward means that they're losing power. They're losing control. And I think that we have to look at this collectively to treat individuals because this is what shapes control. Our it society. is all about control. It is all about yes. control. And this is what shapes our society. And we don't look at the collective enough. And I think even as therapists, we have to look at, like I said, the multicultural aspect of the society that we live in and what's being shaped from the music, from the art, from the culture, from the, from the political beliefs, the socioeconomic things that are going on in this country and really take a hard look and say, what matters to us? Like, where do we want this country to go? Because it really is, you know, this is the fall of Rome right now. Is it not? I mean, from from do, do how do you greedy? think? Do you agree with the statement that kids are desensitized to violence? Um, yes, to some extent. But yeah. okay, let I me did, throw I this did in too. there. I do too. And again, I don't want to lose my cause because, like I say, whenever you go too far out there, then people are going to go, "Todd, we're with you." But you, but if yes, kids could be desensitized. But keep in mind, again, at least to throw it in the gray area. That the, what's the era when people want to go back to? What era do you think that is? You guess. You be that person. What era? Um, I'm, the fifties always seems to be okay. The fifties. <laughs> That's when for Christmas you might not open up a video game because the video games. You know, I I understand that those video games can, can they make kids. You know, it. it well, but that's when you would open up a gun. Right. A gun. A wooden, that if yes. you were lucky, you got a cap to get that bang sound. Yes. And you bang, bang, bang. So so wait. So you want to go back to that era? Yes. If, let's then let's make it as clear as it is. We need to go back to before they had these. And I'm not saying I would want my kids to see all these video games, mm-hmm. but I'm just but I'm comparing apples to fucking apples. Well, it's also and hold, hold on. So so they're saying is at least we can go back to when kids were just given guns. <laughs> Because I'm not making that up. Mm-hmm. I'm not making but, but that up. Even, Someone can't argue with me. By the way, I, you could still have a problem in that you see in a society, right? Yeah. And not want to go back to a, a time okay. when that problem didn't exist. You could still see a problem. Like, I see the video games as a big problem, right? The way they advertise them, the way they glorify having a gun. Right. There's this video well, game called the uh, Medal of Honor. And then there's the commercial is all these celebrities shooting. And then uh, go over black, it comes up. There's the, is there a soldier in you? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a really good way to find out. Join the fucking military mm-hmm. and find out if you're a soldier. But if you but if you're a kid and you're just given this game and your parents don't talk to you, that's it's just a way of shutting you up. Bang! Hey, that's what you did, and that, that's yeah, and, that's, and see, that's, that's, that's the problem. issue. The issue is parent invo- parental involvement, and you know 
the issue is kids that, that play these games and then go hurt animals and then then don't have empathy. That's where and no one catches it and nobody catches it. See, and, so, and that's right, that's where this that's where it starts to go sideways. I, I think you know. Whereas before you were just plopped in front of a TV, you know, and if you want to go to the fifties, it was what Howdy Doody and and uh, the the Leave It to Beaver and all that stuff, you know. And back then, people were well, you're not spending enough time with your kids, and it's all about balance and right. and whether the parents are actively knowing what your kids are watching or know what they're doing you know because some of those games they said they're first person shooter games they're just as intense as the ones that the military uses for actual training mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, the, I guess what I'm always scared of that whatever it always seems like what the problem is mm-hmm. and, and hit, when it we, goes deeper when it we, runs deeper right when we it pass by when we pass symptom, by at yes. 50 years we go oh, that wasn't the problem people thought Elvis's you know showing his crotch was the demise of the world so I'm thinking I don't want to make that mistake again well here's but here's the thing is that we as a society and and, and this goes all the way down to individuals we don't want to feel people don't want to feel pain they don't want to feel bad about themselves and so they don't want to look at that shadow aspect of why are the kids playing these games why are they wanting to kill why is it what primitively about these okay animalistic like look at you know there's that genetics and and who we are in the evolutionary process and the base desires and needs that we have that that you know if they're not funneled properly if they're not talked about if they're just let to run amok parents don't say hey wow that you know this is a really aggressive game what's going on what's going on well my kid is acting out outside of this like he starts to pretend shooting his brother Mm. you know then we have to sit down and talk to them about that so that they get a sense of empathy and understand that you know to kill other people is not not right it's not right and, and and it's also like you know you can't be the parent who has a kid who's trouble and then go oh it's the video games it's the it's the all the tv he watches it's all the tv he watches it's all the video games he plays oh well when does he talk to you yeah, it's, and it's, when does he read well, books and discuss issues if well, he if he's watching tv and, and, and playing video games obviously i'm not negating that there needs to be more parental people at the house but mm-hmm. i'm always safe for having this conversation as long as you don't may pretend right. and, and no one in this room is but i'm making myself clear to the audience i'm always all right with this to go yeah they're obviously you know there needs to be in a in, you know there, the child needs to be be more attended to and mm-hmm. uh, as long as we don't may pretend that that attending was happening in the 50s because right, i don't right. think it was a lot of it, it wasn't always as much and what they were being taught they were being taught worse things somebody wrote me a letter that said i always ask people to be open minded right but then that I have that I'm not open minded when it comes to certain aspects of religion. Now I've said many times on the show that there are organ- if there's an organized religion that preaches nothing but love and that's where you go to. Obviously, I don't have a problem with that. But for people that go to organization that they uh, that they adhere to beliefs they don't agree with. If you go to a church and they mm-hmm. don't think that you know and and you think gay kids could be taught not to be gay and you go to that church that doesn't really get me that frustrated but if you go oh my god no you you can't teach a child not to be gay and your church believes it yes i have a problem with those people um but someone said aren't i i'm asking for people to be socially open-minded when it comes to a lot of issues i deal with in my life Mm -hmm. but then i'm not i'm not giving that in return what was that what was that like for you to, to get that criticism uh or, or come. I, I, I didn't. I'll tell you what I thought. I first thought, am I doing that? Are you? I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I came up with an analogy. And, you know, you, you can help me with this. Here's mm-hmm. the analogy that I had. There's still a right and a wrong. And only time will tell. So now we agree to disagree. And then in time, we don't. But if I was asking, let's say it was another issue back in... Let's say we're dealing with it when interracial marriage, and I'm sitting here going, no, interracial marriages, who cares if people find each other and they love each Mm -hmm. other? You're out of your goddamn mind if interracial marriages, you think that's wrong. 
Now, and somebody goes, Todd, I think interracial marriages is wrong. You want me to accept you for being gay, but here you're saying you can't respect it interracial marriages. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, no. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> no, you're wrong about both. Mm-hmm. How's that, motherfucker? Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you something. Is it open? Do we agree to disagree that interracial marriages, can someone say, I think interracial marriaging is wrong. You think it's right. Why can't we agree to disagree? Why can't we on this? Defend the other party here, hypothetically. Well, I think interracial marriages is wrong. Is wrong. I just right. think it's wrong. Right. And I'm not prejudiced, and I'm tired of people telling me I'm prejudiced. I just think people have different backgrounds, and I think interracial marriages are wrong. Well, then, again, we go back to the evolution of like social norms and societal norms here. It's, like, it's going to take some time. You can't rush these things. right? You can't force people to, to crush a belief system in like a come to Jesus or a come to Allah or whatever it is moment. It's got to go down evolution. It's got to evolve. Their, their, their position has to evolve. So, yes, so you slowly start to like put chinks in the armor of that of the, how that goes on. Mm-hmm. You keep showing them like love. You talk about love. You talk about the loving aspect of that. And I think it goes back to the religion thing is that we, we need to look at the preachers and the people that teach about love, teach about tolerance, acceptance, understanding, uh, you know, because that's where the answers to all these problems are going to are going to come down to. Is, is that? No, that makes and sense. And it's, well, we're talking about the churches that uh, look. I've said it, but for you, I haven't. You don't. You haven't heard the show. But we're, I'm talking about the churches that obviously no one's going to defy that, that the church teaches. You know, that you could read parts of scripture and they're it's it's beautiful and yeah. it's brilliant. But we're talking about the part that's not the church. You know. Th- th- you know, the fact that a church will still, the Catholic Church still, I, look, we're going to live to see the day where it's torture. Well, we, we, the Catholic Church still believes, and, and if in this room, if anyone doesn't agree with that, they need to speak up right now. But I'm not playing with words. If you think I'm playing with words, whoever does, stop me right now. If you think I'm playing with words, the Catholic Church believes in torturing children. Unless you don't think taking a gay child and telling them that that's not normal isn't torture. Mm-hmm. Who in here and, 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 and talk to me and I will listen. Is that torture or is that not torture? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not right. It's not right. Well, let me play dumb. Why isn't it right? I'm my, uh, my kid is gay, and I, and I think the church and the church, I think they could help him. And, they, and, and I, agree, I disagree with you. Why is that torture, Kevin? Um, My son's gay. Well, look, I think when you use words like torture, you're inciting. This This is what I'm saying, Todd. Like your passion. But let me ask you. Hold on. I'm going to okay. interrupt you, and then I swear I'll shut the fuck okay. up. Okay. What is it? And then I'm going to get the answer by asking you a question. When you take a kid that isn't gay, and then you try to make him have gay sex, or you tell him he'll be thrown out of the house unless he at least tries it, go to this place that will make you gay, what's that called? And then I'll have my answer it's for abuse. what it is it's the other abuse. way. It's okay. abusive. So it's abusive. So we still there. There are still churches in this world that believe in abuse, abuse, abusive, abusive. To- yes, abuse. Of course. But but Todd, I think that and they, and they use- think and they think that 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 people that don't believe in organized religion are hurting them when they are hurting themselves more than anybody else. The fact that that people aren't in the religious groups going stop this. It's making our organization look archaic. Religious people, which mm-hmm. I get it. There's people out there. They should be on every. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> We're abusing children, and you want to know why people don't want to go to church anymore? Well, what are we going to fucking do? We still have an organization that will let you drive a child up, drop them off, and we'll abuse them. And we're fucking all right with that? No, we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be all right with it. 
the good thing about and, and my anger, by the way, say- is not. I swear to you, unless I'm not an evolved person, right. you might think, "Oh, Todd's losing a cannon because no. I'm all right." But there's other kids. I'm not being that anger. Is the same anger that if I saw somebody getting treated hatefully that was, you know, uh, if it was a black person and I watched prejudice being brought upon them. I'm not not black, but I could still get it. This is for a kid that's being dragged to a church right now. Todd, is it anger or is it passion? I think think it's passion. And don't get me wrong. I could – you could ask me another question. I'll be like, oh, it's fucking anger. Yeah, no. But it's passion to think that we want to know why the world's collapsing. We want to know why – At the Marriott, that's all anger. (laughs) (laughs) We want to know why the world's collapsing. We want to know why the the, – everything's messed up. But to me, on that alone, on that alone, that that we can't – that they – and I have a funny way of saying it. They won't fucking let me say that remember when because they're holding on to that it's still okay. Okay, but but here – Fucking amazing. Here's, here's here's what I think that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about how we how you treat a client right like you when you treat a client and and they and they slowly begin to understand the truth, you can't just break down the wall. This is why therapy takes time, right? Like you can't just tell somebody a truth that 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 you know and and dang like we all know, right? Say we all know that that co- that is a red red curtain right there, mm-hmm. right? And you're like it's blue, it's blue, it's blue. All right. When you finally see that it is red. If you're brought to that decision too quickly, you're going to have a traumatic experience. So why don't you let people do that? When I'm, By the way, I'm not arguing. Sometimes me asking a, asking a question helps me get the answer. Right. Why do you make lines when you have to report them? Why don't you go slow with the person that's the other person? Like the person – I get it because societally we're still on the fence about but, but where we the, are. Here's the thing. You, you do you understand my yes, question? You can't, you can't bring people up to speed so quickly. So, so, why, that, so when someone – let's say you had a person that was straight. Mm-hmm. A gay, a gay couple, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, I'm not, I want to say, I want to use, make the analogy clean. Because right. m- uh, most people that want their kids to be straight, they don't make them have sex. So let's make the analogy clean. You're a gay couple. You're, you're, ampli- rather, you're amplifying. Yeah, I mean, you want your kid to be gay because you're gay, and maybe you say he'll get cut out of the will and just at least try being gay. Let's say that <laughs> couple's coming into you. Why don't you? Why aren't you gentle with them? And they, you can't make them see that making their but kid I would be gay. Be, but I would. I would sit you, down. Will you, why, then why would you report them? Why would you report them? Well, unless there was physical abuse, Thank you. you wouldn't. Unless unless they're bringing unless they're bringing like a male prostitute in to have right. gay sex right. with the kid, you know. But if they, if that's their belief system, we sit down and we talk about it. Why is this? You know. And then you slowly so their story comes out, and then all of a sudden, as they talk about it, you ask good questions you ask questions about like well where did that belief come from what and you know blah blah blah. where all of a sudden they cut all of a sudden as you talk to them right you're just holding a mirror back and they finally start seeing like oh wait a minute that might now this might take months but it also lasts longer bingo exactly happens thank you because if because if all of a sudden that curtain turns red when you've been thinking it's blue for 10 years you could shatter. You could fragment. You could disassociate. And you don't really learn from it. Yeah, and you much. will not learn because I've told you what colors to see. So now mm-hmm. everything that you believe is blue is now red, right? Mm-hmm. And you didn't come to that on your own accord. I hear you. You so, know what it is? It's, it is I do evo- hear you. It is, evo- it is evolution. And, and these are – like we are changing in the society. Yeah. Our views are changing. And these people – like Bill O'Reilly is – a monkey, right? Bill O'Reilly is a monkey who I'm sure when like monkeys first started to come down and started to walk around, I'm sure there were monkeys in the trees going, hey, we need to get back up on the trees and get back to the way things used to be with the bananas and the shit throwing. What, what are all these monkeys walking around on two feet? That's what Bill O'Reilly is. And, he, and he's screaming about the, you know, the old fashioned 
uh, um, Africa or wherever, you know, where they started walking for us, Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they were scared, and they were scared, and I'm sure that led to violence, and, and that happens in every sta- stage of, of our well, evolution. Let me, let me just say, so, and I'm going to go back to something I wasn't going to talk about before, and then we're going to um, go well, look, to well, the Adam. But you, you helped me out with something, which I think lets you know that I, your, your comments did not fall on deaf ears, that I get it. Look, I do your, get your it. passion is very well well placed, but I think that you look. And also, I'm doing a podcast. Not I'm not giving know, someone I know, therapy. I know, I, get. I know. And, but you're also like you want change effective and immediately. But that's not how life works. Like think about the things that you've changed your your mind on. Has it happened in the aha moment, or has it come to a slow growth and realization? Well, let me ask you this then. Somebody once said to me they voted for somebody that doesn't have their social beliefs. Mm-hmm. They, even though they, they don't have their social beliefs, but they believe they could fix the economy, and they think as a generation we can plow past our government when it comes to social beliefs. Like mm-hmm. the government, you know, we will plow past them. You know, they, they don't really have that much to do government with social change. Right. And I couldn't help but think, you go, how, how, so you're saying, like, how slow do you go? And I get it. You have someone in your office. I get it. Move slow, and hopefully you can bring them there. But, like, it's hard for me not maybe comedically to think, like, <laughs> when the government goes, oh, how, how can we get involved? I'll tell you what. See those black children over there that they're the same as your white children? Mm-hmm. They're going to school with your children. And you see this gun? I will fucking shoot you. Mm-hmm. And I said they would have. And my friend goes, no, they did. People mm-hmm. got shot. Yeah. We will shoot you in your fucking foot. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going to start. Mm-hmm. If you get in the way of these children going to school together, mm-hmm. we'll fucking shoot you. Mm-hmm. The military's coming in. And those black children are going to school with you. So get the fuck out of our way. Yeah. Was that right or wrong that we did that? It was right. But you have to look at the time and play like what okay, there are there are times and places where you do have to do that. When you start passing laws when when okay, nine let's say what, seventy five percent of our American country was was on board with that? So you had to bring you had to bring right, them, you had had to to bring bring them up. In. But 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 and it and it cost uh, LBJ his you know political career. Yeah. You know, and and the reelection, right? He never got reelected for well, he, full term. He decided did he? not to. He, he, oh, he decided not to. Run. He decided not to run because that and well, Vietnam, myriad yeah. of, of things. But, but I think that look, there is a time and a place for action. And yes, there is a time in therapy where you've got to all of a sudden, like if somebody's caught in a loop, right? And you keep doing it, keep doing it. You know, as long as you're in touch as a therapist of, of your emotions, you finally will bring somebody to the breaking point. When they're ready, when they trust you enough, when they understand that you're looking out for their best good. But if you come off so passionately and, and these people think that they're being attacked by using words like torture, right? And by using things that, that are very decisive. Well, with by them. the way, let me interrupt you for a second okay. or interject, I should say. I'm absolutely fine mm-hmm. that because uh, I'm not, matter of fact, not only fine. I love the word you came up with better. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if people uh, out there that disagree with you love your word any more better, any better than mine. I'm in love with your word and it makes me feel the same. Being able to say it is just cathartic for me right. uh, what do you call it abuse it's abusive it's abusive right okay but, but, i'm all right with that that that's abusive that a church is part of an abusive thing not all churches right. so you don't feel you're being lumped in on this not all churches right. there are churches that don't adhere to that bullshit and no. people go to those churches i admire the but, fuck uh, out have, of them we've got to be careful of language right and the and the insightful nature of it and and i know that people are like well it's freedom of speech and we should be able to say what we want yes but when you got to understand like when you throw a word like torture around like that's a polarizing word so what you're throwing down a gauntlet and you're accused but if you say hey look i'm seeing some abusive abusive issues within your within mm-hmm. your belief system you know here. by the way i th- 
think that would upset people less. I'm totally in agreement right. with you. Abusive has that extra, like, but uh, I think you'd be surprised that uh, uh, decent, loving people that come in that pulled in a nice car and have a beautiful home and their hair is mm. all clean and nice wouldn't be too thrilled that you were saying no, they that would, they have they abusive, they're they abusing their children. They wouldn't, but, but, it's, but do you hear the difference? In oh, like, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, and I'm, not, I'm just saying that abusive is getting the point you're telling a truth, right? Like torture, yes. I get it. Do you, do I do. You, I absolutely get that. So we soften, matter of fact, we soften to, the language a little bit so that so mm-hmm. that you can bite size piece them a little bit with like, yeah. hey, mm-hmm. this is how I feel. This is what I'm noticing that there are some abusive practices going down within your within within your church. You what know? if they say like, who's to decide if it's abusive or not? They're not. Why is it abusive? They're just trying to make my child be straight. Help me out here. Doctor, almost Doctor Kevin. <laughs> yeah, please not. Doctor. No, seriously, Doctor Kevin, almost help me out because you know they're not hitting my child. When I bring him to this place, there's a lot of love going on in listen, here. And they're just trying to help my son be straight. Please help listen, me, help me, listen, help me out here, your doc- child's, Doctor. Your child's going through a, a very good period, a big period of growth and development right now. Mm-hmm. So we've got to kind of see which way this goes. So that's why don't we help? Why don't we foster the growth within him? And not force anything down his down his down his throat or what he needs to well, believe. What, right what now. do I do as a parent? I think he needs help. We love him. We love him. I do love him. That's why I'm bringing him to this place where they're going to try to help him be normal. I mean, I would love my child if. Well, let what's, me, what's, the, normal, uh, what's normal? What's normal for you? What? What? Tell me what normal is for you. Well, uh, um, you're Dr. terrible. Kevin. You're terrible. You're terrible playing this game because you don't. You cannot possibly get into the mindset yes, of that person. Yes, I can. Person. Well, I can. Almost, Dr. Kevin. I'm, I like what we're, I'm in therapy with you. My, my child's out in the lobby, by the way. Uh, almost, Dr. Kevin Sousa. Um, but my, my, I do love my child very much. But if my child had, uh, if he was, uh, you know, let's say, a, uh, um, had a disease, I would still love him, but I would get him cured. Yeah, but homosexuality I, is not a sickness. Well, that's, can, I don't mean to be disrespectful. Uh, can I call you Kevin? or would you, Is that okay? Kevin's good. Uh, Kevin, um, you've got to understand that that's your opinion, that it's... It's not a disease. No, it's not an opinion. It's actually a scientific fact. Oh, is it really? Yeah. And where do you get your information from, Kevin? Where do I get my information from? Yeah, where do you get your information? Listen, this no, is... hold on. I'm talking to you calmly. This is my child out okay. and we're dealing with right now. I'm a little bit insulted that you're, you're saying it from a very calm well, place. It was actually, it was but actually, it's not a, it, actually, it's, it's, oh, it's a, it's a proven fact. Well, actually in the late 1970s, it was taken out of the di- diagnostics and statistical manual of, uh, of, of medical d- disorders. So yeah, it's not. This is not a sickness. Well, you know, I appreciate you giving me your opinion, but do you ever get to the point where you go, you know, I like at what some you point just said, I can't argue with you because you paid to hear my opinion. Well, no, it, get, it gets to the, it gets to the point, like, and there was I, I did have a, a client come in and and she was telling expressing her point of view, and and um, and I said I, I kind of said, well, what's your role in all this? And she didn't really appreciate that, and that was the last I saw of her. Mm-hmm. And it was just an interview because look, certain people aren't going to match with my style of therapy, right? And 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 there's certain people like I'm not going to work with. Like there there are people that you know there <laughs> people that abuse animals. Like mm-hmm. there's some therapists that that won't work with people like that. There's people that won't work with domestic violence. There's people that you know. But and then there's other people that specialize in those realms. You know, so. For everybody, there's something well, different. I, let me tell you yeah. something. I, I uh, you know, we're dealing with each other differently today because you're on the podcast. But I've had, you know, I've really, uh, you know, it, when you've helped me with some things over the last year have been 
unbelievably helpful. Like it's, okay, it's, you. you know, I, I, I am going to talk about this really quick is that when, when I had a situation in my house where someone's living in my house right now, uh, and, uh, had a conversation with them that, uh, his girlfriend mm-hmm. thought that I was, um, that she wasn't sure if being gay could be cured yet. Mm-hmm. Cause we're, we're, we're saying like, you know, who steps in and protects children mm-hmm. when there's still organizations that will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she was saying she would, doesn't believe in government, which I was all right with that. You know, she thinks government, I said, I'm okay with that. And I said, well, who should step in? Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of people that think the government should step out, but certainly thinks that we should protect. They think we should protect our children. Mm-hmm. They just think other, uh, uh, other people can do it. I said, well, and then she didn't seem like it really bothered her that I said, oh, I just thought of something. Mm-hmm. And you know, the story, do you still think that being gay could be cured? And there was a long pause and her boyfriend didn't say anything and she didn't say anything. And I went, Oh, mm-hmm. that explains it. So if you, you look, and I, I swore to them, if you're honest with me, you're going to have to be honest with mm-hmm. me. Because in other words, if they, to make me feel good, said, oh, no, 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 I don't think it can be cured, then I'm going to go, well, then why aren't you upset that, we're, that there's still places that will teach your child that it can be cured? I said, and here's what I said, and that's when I called you. I said right. this to them. I said, I'm going to ask you this. And I didn't want to go back on my word. I said, before you don't have any kids yet, and I'm a full-grown adult, I'm fine. But do me a favor. I'm begging you mm-hmm. before you have kids. Be sure. Do research. And when I say do research and I said it in my comedic way, don't listen to fucking me. <laughs> don't listen to fucking me. And don't listen to your fucking friends that agree with you. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to fucking me. And don't listen to your fucking friends. Go to somebody. And I went to my go-to. Like if you were buying a car, and I know they had just bought a car, and they, they went to the consumers. There's someone that's studied this. That won't they be did get sh- a used Daewoo. So I don't know how good they are doing research. <laughs> there, there's somebody that studied this. Like the words that just came out of your mouth. And go to them before mm-hmm. you have children. And then I called you on the phone. And yeah. my instincts were to be able to say to them the next day, listen. I'm not going to go back on my words, but this is my home. Mm -hmm. And in my home, I feel judged now. Like you think we love Todd, but we think he could have gotten help. And I can't live like that. I'm sorry. And we talked. And about, I thought. And I called you. We and talked I expect, about containing that, right? You gave me my advice that I would have not thought you would give me, but it made sense right away. You said, Todd, why don't you show them the undivided love that mm-hmm. you want, mm-hmm. and just give it to them. That's leading by example and not design, right? And, and it was hard to do, Kevin. It's very it's it's containing that and I think we don't do this enough in society. Like we don't we don't walk the walk enough. We talk a lot. We tell people what we think they need to do. We tell people what they think they need to hear, but we don't do the work. And the work is you give them unconditional love and you you know you you accept who they are and you show them who you are. I, you know what? And it, I'll tell you what I thought of. You told me that, and I did it. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, that night we had a really nice dinner. It was a little a little hard, but we had a nice dinner. We did end up laughing, and you know, I, I, I had to put on a little bit of a, a game face because I was thinking, oh, my God. But I thought about what you said as far as sh- you know, give, show them the mm-hmm. unconditional love that you're asking from them. Right. And I thought, even if they think I'd be cured, I hope they're smart enough the next day, if there's any way I can prove that I'm not, I don't have a disease, mm-hmm. matter of fact, I'm pretty evolved, I would hope they'd be able to say this in the car. You know, whether we think, I just picture the couple talking, mm-hmm. whether we think it's a disease or could be cured or not, let's not throw around the word disease because they didn't, but right. they, they certainly think it can be cured. You know, they're not sure, they're on the fence. Mm-hmm. So we're on the fence, but in all fairness, it is Todd's house. 
I got to say, he handled that pretty well. And he showed us love that night. Well, and and I, that, that to me was more proving that I'm not a disease and I can't be cured, that I'm a very evolved human being mm-hmm. that had someone say some things to me and reacted very evolved. Right. And, and I took your advice. And I, wanted, and I want you to even think about what this did for you. Not for them, but the fact that you were pushed to your edges of comfort, comfortability, right? And, and you grew. Because you became as accepting as you wanted them to be of you, you were as accepting of them. Kevin, that makes a lot of sense. It doesn't matter whether you agree with them or not, but I'm always asking people to move out of their comfort level, and I did it myself. Yeah, and that's, that's, yeah. that's the beauty of like growth. And that's, the beauty, that's where, look, because we don't, look, we are wired to not want to be in pain. We're constantly shifting in our chairs. Like we don't, we don't ever want to be sitting with that. But if we learn how to sit with some of those things and we push it to the outer edges, then things don't become so as uncomfortable anymore. And that's where the growth is. That's where people learn how to change. That's where change comes from. Look, changing is one of the most difficult things that you can ever possibly do, especially big changes like diet, uh, getting sober, um, uh, getting out of relationship, respecting your wife, respecting your, your, your family. It takes time and it takes understanding and it takes patience. And if you don't gain some insight into why you are feeling those feelings and work towards reaching the outer edges of that and knowing that, you know what, being uncomfortable is okay. And a lot of people in this world take a pill to not feel uncomfortable or they, or they take drugs or self-medicate to not feel uncomfortable when it's part of the natural human condition. And I think that this is what's, what we were talking about earlier with society is that we don't, as a society, want to feel uncomfortable. We have to have everything right here and now. We have to be satiated with everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, you had some questions. And I want to talk about this, but I want you to ask some questions first. Uh, okay. I, you... We're all oh, wrapped w- up in this? No, no, I want to... You want to talk about Corolla? Afterwards? Yeah, but... yeah. We'll okay. Do, <clears throat> have you ever heard of uh, expression fear-based aggression? Yes. So can you, like, talk about that in terms of in relationships? Uh, <laughs> why don't you tell me what, what, you've, what you've seen happen <laughs> so we can start there? Just, just, like, I've noticed not... You know, I've had it myself, but I've, I've noticed it in, in, with other people, like friends of mine, where you act out, mm-hmm. right, because you're afraid... Mm-hmm. Or because you're unsure, mm-hmm. and you don't want to name that as the issue. You don't want to name your fear mm-hmm. as the issue. So you pick something else. You're transferring. You're transferring. You're transferring it, and then and you make it an aggressive gesture. You you either pick a fight with someone over something else, mm-hmm. it, it, or you, sh- you or but you know or you just or you end it or you usually you you know I think you're talking a lot about a fear of intimacy here, correct? I don't know. Could be, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to generalize yeah. too much, but normally when people um, are, have an inability to express their feelings or emotions verbally um, or tell somebody what's going on, you know, it's fight, flight, or freeze, right? Like we mm-hmm. we get scared and we either want to fight and we want to take off or we want or we freeze. We just, you know, we play, we play deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. And I think that fear-based aggression is kind of, you know, look, I, I'm a big believer in that there are two emotions in this in this world there's love and there's fear and every and every other emotion emotion is ancillary and, and stems from those two poles right so in fear we've got anger aggression we've got jealousy hatred and in love we've got joy gratitude understanding acceptance tolerance um and those are that's 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 the pole and so like when before you act out if you can get insight into why you oh, it's are it's not about acting, me it's, it's a buddy of mine okay <laughs> 
So we. Oh, call, by the way, that gay thing was about a buddy of mine too. <laughs> so we, oh my god, no, we're fine. No, oh no, 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 no. He's knee deep in pussy. Oh, I'm totally fine. God, I love pussy. Oh, the other god. day I ate a lot oh, of it. I'm oh. so enlightened. I, I worry I about nothing. Pussy. No, no, oh, no, no. I love no. it. I remember no, no. the other Kevin, day. Kevin, this isn't for us. Do you think this is for us? How much can I? Oh no, my god. I never lash out out of fear at all. No, 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 no. I'm very mature. I communicate very well. I, you know, I don't hold any grudges at all. No, 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 no. It's all Eric. Eric's gay and angry. Eric's gay and angry. And he will not talk about it. He's the gayest, angriest guy I know. Turn it completely on Eric. He's gay and angry. And I'm tired of fucking him hiding over there behind that soundboard. But maybe, yes, maybe you're right. Maybe it is. Okay, so I think that you have to look at, like, what basically. You ask yourself the question: What am I? What, what is my motivation from this? What am I acting out of? Am I acting out of uh, of not being able to understanding? Is my emotion, you know, the energy that I'm carrying right now? Is this integrating with the rest of me, or is this disintegrating from the rest of me? Right. Mm-hmm. So, a, am I working out of fear? Um, you know, and aggression is just aggression is is fear based. Mm-hmm. All aggression, most aggression, is fear based because. You know, anger <laughs> stems from fear. Fear is the root of almost every po- every point of anger. What you're saying it, it, it makes me feel good because it lets me know why I uh, love that quote that I heard about a woman. I've heard this before. We've always heard amazing stories about people forgiving forgiving the mm-hmm. attacker or forgiving the rapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that doesn't mean they want to hang out with them, mm-hmm. but it means the forgiveness in their heart. And that a woman uh, – it was, it was, it was uh, the most brutal attack and the mm-hmm. most brutal thing that could happen to this woman. And they – you know, the interviewer asked, how do you get to that place? She goes, well, he, you know, he operated on fear. Mm-hmm. I operated on peace and love. I won. And I love that at a simplistic – she what? goes, I won. Like, and you know what? I even, I'm she's, not a, she's not – and if, at the base root of that, she's not forgiving him for him. It's forgiving her, him for her. Mm-hmm. Do you follow what I'm saying? No, go ahead. Say it, say it again. Like, she's carrying around this burden. No, I mean, say it exactly the same way. No, I'm just kidding. She's, <laughs> she's carrying around this burden of anger, right? He wins. She's meeting fear and anger with fear and anger by not forgiving him, right? So if she forgives, she's forgiving him, not for him. He's not asking for herself. For her but for herself. Yeah. Right. Because yes. now she can let go of that. It, it's It's... It's holding on to resentment, right? They it's asked her how she how she came to that place, and she said, "Well, I it wasn't easy. I looked at maybe yeah. what his background was, and she goes, it, you know, it's too it was too involved." Well, she said, know, "But there like, was it was like, a process." It's she said, "Resentment, you know, it's been likened to there's so many different analogies. It's like holding hot coal. Like what is, what are you? Gonna, you're, I'm carrying around this hot coal with me, or I'm, or it's drinking poison and expecting the other per, that person to drop dead. I mean, it's just it's holding <laughs> on to something that that you." don't need and is if you know forgiveness is letting go of that debt that 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 you feel that person owes you which is what your ego believes you know you were wronged or shamed or or hurt you know and 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 the amplification of of a rape attack and how brutal that is and how you know horrible that is and for her to come into her soul or essay or being and to integrate and be able to forgive that person completely is to let go of the crime that had happened to her this woman wasn't raped, though. This was a girl who was at a Gallagher concert, right? <laughs> Kevin, what did you say about the other day about we're moving towards as a society uh, as far as being um, – I talked about Dalai Lama, and you said, well, we're sort of all moving towards this universal – Well, the, the one consciousness, one being – like there's a spiritual aspect to – you know, 
you know, I won't get too deep. Am I going to get too yeah. deep here? You know, it, it's that we are tethered to this plane of existence, right? Whatever this plane of existence is by our bodies, you know, that have evolved, that we share DNA with everything on this planet, you know, we're stardust. Like everything that has, has come is we are all part and parcel integrated with each other. And every, every, uh, every emotion and everything that we do affects everything else part and parcel on this planet. And I believe that there's people that's, that may not believe this, but it just seems like everything's moving to a one centered theme where like this is there's more than this this plane of existence that there's there's more you know and that 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 we are love and light and energy right and and goodness and and if we reach and strive for those things and we we bring those qualities out like like i said with your with your friends that that had a hard time you know wrong-headed thinking or, or or stubborn or stuck in their ways we we fight that with love and kindness and understanding and it kind of makes it doesn't even have to make you know, uh, sense all the way, you know, if you, like, if you don't get it entirely, you know, how we're all connected, how it's all one energy, yeah. all you have to think about is that it all came from one physical place. Yes. There was a dot and then from there came everything. Big bang. So literally everything was connected physically at one point. Yep. So things that are not anymore, things that are made out of different matter now, at one point it was all one mush mm-hmm. that got bigger and, you know, and bigger and. You know, and then Jesus made made everything. <laughs> Wait a second. Well, I skipped I skipped some things. I skipped some things. But then Jesus made the mountains and Sarah Palin's pussy. Do you, do you have any other Do you have any other questions? No. No, no. You said did, you had did, a lot did, of did questions. Cover, did, no, covered, no, we covered a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. is that look? And I I think you know, and I don't want to be. I mean, too I, str- I look. I'll be honest with you. I struggle with that in relationships where I. Where, I, with ending relationships. With just fear-based aggression, where the minute I feel like I've invested too much. And all of a sudden, and I think a lot of people have that. I know a lot of my guy friends have that, where you know, you maybe it's maybe it's, it's the, maybe it's some all, arrested development there because they like you know. I that's spend, all ego. What's stuff. the matter? You can't get hard. <laughs> that's <laughs> what's the you, matter. You've been talking to my girlfriend from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all ego based stuff, right? Is that all of a sudden you've given this piece of you out to somebody and. You're afraid that, like, what is that person going to do? I've just given her this gift of me or, or mm-hmm. let myself be real, and she sees who I am. She's got that forever, right? And that scares mm-hmm. the shit out of people because now she's got this piece of me that she can take wherever I want. So what do I do? I put a wall up, and I pretend that that never happened. So a it's just a protection thing that people yeah, do. You know, I, I, look, I, again, I don't want to generalize. Everybody's different, but mm-hmm. I think that... You know, again, it goes to a lot of fear of intimacy. It goes from what you were taught by your parents and, and how you got sued. I told my parents never to make eye contact with anybody. <laughs> is, that, is that bad? And by the way, when you, when you uh, speak about what never to say in a relationship, no matter how much you love a girl uh-huh. uh, or anything, you never tell her if you do anything with your taxes illegal. Because the minute you want to break up, you're like, fucking God damn it. Son of a fucking bitch. Uh, so, you know, you always uh, just you know, stay safe. Um, uh, right, can we take a break? Okay, hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. What's up? Um, Kevin, um, well, I'm going to say one more thing okay. that I said if I ever wrote it. Wrote it? Wrote it? Maybe if I shouldn't. Wrote maybe it I shouldn't. <laughs> should have wrote it what? Maybe I shouldn't wrote it a book. Uh-huh. Um, that, you know, I, I've, uh, Sarah Silverman's uh, sister, I loved hearing this. Mm-hmm. And it just says to me that. Therapy is not – I don't know why I say hocus-pocus. Is that the word? But I think there's a lot of people that like think – charlatans. Yeah, they think like it's like nothing happens and you sit in there. And I, and I always break it down to two types. The type that, like we said before, that really – you know, it's going to take years and years to untangle mm-hmm. some of the trauma that you had. 
And then there's everyday topical problems. And just for those alone, let's say you don't have any of the deep-seated, just topical problems that people have. You're going home for Christmas. You're, you're family. You have children. Sarah Silverman's sister has, uh, has an appointment with a therapist once a week. Because in a weird way, Kevin mm-hmm. and Daniel and Eric, I think this does answer the problems of this world. That what her sister does, mm-hmm. you can all look at me and go, Todd, every fucking family does that. Mm-hmm. Of course they do. How could you get – but you can't. No. She, I shouldn't admire her for what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. It should be like, Todd, everybody does that maybe 40 years ago. But when I heard she did this, I went, and here's what they do. Once a week they have an appointment with a therapist. Once a week. Sometimes she goes by herself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she sends two of the kids in. They're arguing. Sometimes mom goes in with the daughter. Sometimes mom goes in with the son. To me, in most situations, mm-hmm. that's needed. Yeah. And the fact that – it's again, I'm saying topical because some weeks it could be – I went in with my family when we had trouble after my dad died. They were mostly topical problems. We got an unraveled. And I think some people think that all therapy is still, what do you think? And what do you think? Yeah. Now, hey, when, when that's necessary, mm-hmm. the, my therapist that I went to with my friend uh, years ago – didn't over-therapize. So when she did, mm-hmm. I believed her. And I remember the first time she did it. And I was patient because she didn't do it. She it wasn't always, and what do you think? Sometimes she just gave her an opinion. Mm-hmm. She was very good and she was honest. And she and we moved. We, our, our progression fucking moved. Right. Just like I feel like when I talk to you, you mm-hmm. remind me a lot of Lizette. Our, and then when it was time, I trusted her. And I remember the first time when it was that, Todd, that's not a feeling. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? And I went, well, I feel like if I'm going to go home <laughs> early and I'm going to – she goes, Todd, that's not a feeling. A feeling is hurt. And after, even though I got it, <laughs> exactly. she goes – she would now re-ask me the question. So how did you feel? And I would go, well, I just felt like you know, if I'm going to do that, Todd – Not a feeling. And then yeah. finally, yeah. just like in the in – the, you know, in the, in the, the way you would think it would unravel. Right. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. It flooded out of me. I was like, I was hurt. Yeah. And then, well, and well, then my and, well, and friend his, went. He had no idea. You were hurt, or I was scared, or I didn't know where you were. So, see, and this is what we. A lot of times what, you take that for granted. Like right. you think that you know that, so you know why I'm acting Bingo. this way. And you've got to come. And the other thing is, like, like what you're saying is, is that this topical. A good therapist understands that. Look, content versus process objectivity versus subjectivity right it's like so we search for the common threads in the topical stuff that you come to bring us every week right because we'll pull at those threads right because we want to turn up the heat a little bit in therapy so that you are okay with dealing with stressful situations right and and we push those parameters like we were talking about pushing you to the edge of your comfortability because the more uh, things uncomfortable that you can hold right the better off you're going to be when you take them outside of the office of therapy right so that when she kept pushing up saying that's not a feeling that's not a feeling that's not a feeling you're getting more and more frustrated because you think you're expressing yourself but you're contained right you feel safe with that therapist mm-hmm. and that's why you find good therapists and the reason that, that, that people get accused of being charlatans is because just like there's shitty cops and just like there's horrible teachers mm-hmm. there are really bad therapists out there and there's a reason why therapists need 3,000 hours of training and where commuter pilots need 250 hours of training. Well, that's why I said you would not go, hey, I noticed you, you have no hearing anymore. You don't hear anymore? Well, I have 10% hearing. What would happen? Oh, I had a bad ear doctor, so I stopped going. Find a good one. Yeah. And if, if all someone got out of the show is that there's someone listening and they have kids and, and they said, 
that makes sense a weekly appointment. We'll have a less of a car. Now, if you don't have the money at all, I get it. But when you could have a less, if you go. Oh, but, there, if there are, uh, but there are community uh, outreach right. programs that you can go to for free or little free. cost or that have sliding scale that you can walk into. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't need to be referred. You don't need anything. Like there are all over L.A. County. And it's a pain and I get it. And it's once a week and you feel you're already busy. But man, can it make life nice but to have someone to go and to? That, and that's and that's part of like work. Like look, like look, it needs to be uncomfortable, right? Like you need to go outside of your comfort zone to, to change. And people sit around and say how badly they want to change. And and someday, someday, that someday is now. And this is all we have. We have this moment, and this is all we're given. And 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 if you can't find. From the answers from within inside of you, and you're constantly searching it through a girlfriend, right? This is where the fear of based anger comes from: is that sometimes when we tell somebody our deepest, darkest secrets, and we expect them, or or we show them who we really are, and then we expect them to accept us unconditionally, and that that's going to be the answer to our problems, and that's not how they react, then we get angry, mm-hmm. right? And then we kind of back away, and then it scares the bejesus out of us, and we find ourselves, you know naked in front of this Mm -hmm. person and then we're like whoa and then i'm not comfortable enough with myself so i've got to hurt that person i'll tell my friend (laughs) (laughs) all right here's what we're gonna do we're gonna take it we are gonna take a break and we're gonna be right back (sighs) hey buddy hi hey buddy first show's always hard like we i feel like we just got up to speed and now i'm gonna get i'll I'll take some email thank you thank you for having me this has been uh it's been you have a, I mean, it's, you have a it's, website? Great, it's, it's great meeting you, but like you have a very soothing therapist voice. Like, cause the only time we've spoken was when I called you, right? And I was bouncing off the walls, and I was I was trying to uh, fi- figure out what what shit meant. And like I remember, like just talking to you, just 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 talking to you made 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 me feel better. Oh. Like you have a very, Thank you. you know, he's good confident. at keeping secrets too. I called him. I say, you know, the great thing about me and Daniel, he tells me everything. <laughs> I go, what, what did you two talk about? He, had, I asked him the other day what he talked about. He goes, ask Kevin. He'll tell you. He'll say it better than me. So what what did you talk about? He goes, I can't tell you. <laughs> you motherfucker. He wants me to know. Um, so here's how we're going to wrap it up today. Talking about this and. Um, uh, I I want to talk about this because I got so many emails mm-hmm. on this and um, at the Adam Carolla thing and it it does it is important to me yeah. it is important to me and to me it 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 almost indirectly has to do with everything we're talking about oh, today. Sure. Oh, it's overarching for sure. We, How, talk, we talked about this over Christmas. Don't, don't take for granted that people know what you're talking about. You want to yeah. fill I will. Kevin I will. And... Yeah, it has to do with um, uh, social change and moving forward mm-hmm. and evolving. Everything we sort of talked about, and and it has to do with uh, you know I'm not evolved. I still need to learn. Not only do I need to learn scientific things, which we love to learn, because mm-hmm. I've said this before and I'll repeat it. It's 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 selfish when scientific makes your life easier. Mm-hmm. When you socially progress, progress, it makes somebody else's life easier. <laughs> That's good, Todd. Don't be selfish. Yeah. I feel like Judge Judy with that. That's selfish. Do you understand that when you turn on air conditioning and it makes you cooler, that you're willing to change? But then when seventy five dollars. <laughs> Do you ever feel like you need a seatbelt when you're on the show? I feel like this Think about that. I like everything. Air conditioning, my medicine. Yeah. Oh, how about to evolve socially to make someone else breathe easier? I'm stuck in my ways. <laughs> I'm still, you're not stuck in your ways when that new fucking computer comes out, the you new. greedy fuck. <laughs> that's selfish. I just pictured that's very selfish. Sure, let's let's you want to move forward scientifically? Let's socially move forward too. The answers are there. Let's start adhering to them. Mm-hmm. 
So this has everything to do with it. <laughs> yeah, it does. And when I was on the Adam Carolla show, I've, we've talked about the yes. word, and, and I'm going to go off on a rant, then we're going to talk about it, and that's going to be the show. Um, we've talked about using any a person's being as an adjective. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gone through the, the gambit of them on the show. Uh, you know, uh, and I'm going to say, because every time I use the word, I feel when you, you want to use the N-word when you're exposing it for the uh, the hate and the and the, just the disgust that it is, you can use it. But when I re-listen to it, I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the N-word as an adjective. Now, a lot of people go, I would never walk up to someone and call them the N-word. But they used to use it as an adjective, mm-hmm. N-rig or N-rich. Mm-hmm. So you perceive what you do. Is you um, you perceive instead of saying uh, don't fix it cheaply or don't thrivously spend your money, you go oh what group does that? And I'll give it a slang. Mm-hmm. Oh, I won't say bargain. What group bargains? I'll say Jew me down. Oh, I won't say clumsy. Who's clumsy? Who does clumsy things that don't make sense? Retarded people. I'll just say retarded. And Polish, every Polish t- got the brunt of a lot of jokes back then. Yeah, and every time we move past it. <clears throat> You look back and you're like, oh, God. So when I was on the Adam Carolla show, Mm -hmm. he kept using the word retarded, 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 retarded. And finally, I brought it up. I brought it up in a very kind way. I said, you know, uh, people can hear the show. I don't need Mm -hmm. to read. And a lot of the emails were saying they're sick and tired of the word police, the Mm -hmm. word police. And I want to go into it saying this. Just so, so if we're going to disagree, let's at least be on – let's uh, disagree and make sense. Don't ever t- – well, I say it comedically. Don't talk to me about the word police. There's nothing – fuck the word police. Say whatever you want. Fuck the word police. No one rallied me to hate that word. Mm-hmm. I'm not the word police. I could give a fuck. Everything – say whatever you want. And then when you say it, then I say whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I, 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 if Adam wants to keep saying it, he should keep saying it. Uh, but I'm going to express myself on it. It's not the word police. But I will tell you something that's very interesting about all the letters that I got. Mm-hmm. And indirectly, I don't know. I'll, well, I think you. Can I say something real yes. quick about the word police? I don't know that there's anything wrong with that. Like it's not. It's not comedy club managers. It's not uh, network executives who are saying this. These are comedians. This is you. This is Sarah. This is me. These are people in who are. Word no, Smith. They, no, no. If you if you're being labeled the word police, yeah, that's fine. You are acting as the word police, but you have the authority. That's what makes it okay. Well, I think they act like that. No, that 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 Jews didn't mind saying "Jew me down." People went out rile, uh, rallying up trouble. No, we didn't really used to give a shit about anybody, but, you know, mm-hmm. if you were a rich white guy, I used to say fat rich white guy, you were happy. No one got to express themselves in, back in the day. But we're moving forward as a society that things bother us, we speak up. You know, it's like if you went to therapy with your wife and she expressed something or the guy expressed something, uh, feelings. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, the, the, the wife says something like, you know, honey, and when you do that, that, uh, that hurts my feelings. Well, it's, it's like, and, then he, and then he goes, what, uh, what, the word police? No, we're discussing it's con- something. It's con- t- contextual thought awareness mm-hmm. is what it more is. It's, Say it's that again. Contextual thought awareness. Like, what words am I doing? You know, I think that when you say that word, right? You got uncomfortable saying it because it didn't feel right for you to say that word anymore, right? Mm-hmm. It's just I, I got to like I was watching I was watching a Heartbreak Ridge, a Clint Eastwood movie made in 1986, and the word faggot was used so many times it would not be done today. 
you know, because right. that, that word is just it's 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 falling out of the diction. It's it's coming it's coming right. out of, and I think that the same thing is happening. Like what you're saying, that is slowly starting to matriculate out of. Well, I. I hope it's because we're the generation that doesn't go word by word. Where this is the generation that will go. Oh yeah, don't use people's being as beings as an adjective. It never stands the test of time. Instead of saying stupid or that's dumb, we'll say that's gay. You know, mm-hmm. it's an adjective. So I've decided not to argue with people. I want them to come to their own conclusion. Mm-hmm. So when somebody defends saying the word retarded, because some of Adam's hardcore fans, and by the way, I, please just let me go long here, and then I do want everyone to weigh in. I do not think that Adam Carolla is dumb. I think his heart is good. I think he does it for comedic reasons. He does it for comedic reasons. I think he has a good heart, and he is not dumb. He is not dumb. Otherwise, I wouldn't have wasted my energy. Um, But when – hold on to the other words then because his hardcore fans, the fans that he wouldn't want to spend time with (laughs) – uh, not his smart fans, because let me tell you something. He has a lot of smart fans, right. and they wrote me emails. And the reason they were quiet, for the same reason growing up listening to Howard Stern, when mm-hmm. he used to say, you know, throw around, that's gay, that's gay, that's gay. I still adored him. He doesn't use it anymore. He doesn't use it anymore. And, and, and I still adored him. And there's a lot of people that listen to Adam, some of them just because they know it's wrong, some of them because they have a, um, a, uh, uh, you know, a, down, a down syndrome child, one mm-hmm. person. But you think, well, then why are they listening? Because they love him, but that area, they're like, oh, and whenever he says it, they, 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 but they do like him. He has smart fans. Mm-hmm. They wrote me letters. Now, he also has fans, probably more, that defend him. And they're the fans, if I could be their voice, Mm -hmm. the fans that defend him, leave him the fuck alone. It's comedy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the place to do what I did, even though I did it in an hour and a half show. I did it probably in four minutes and moved on and did it very gracefully. So they didn't want to think. You made them think. It's not the time. You made them uncomfortable. Yeah. There you go. Well, because the people that agree, it wasn't a big deal. The only people that hated it were the people that were like, well, they say that word. Mm -hmm. Because... So they're the ones that are going, it wasn't the place for it. Even if I agree with you, that wasn't the place for it. Really, would there be anything he could say? Would there be any word he could say? So I decided I'm tired of arguing with people. I want you to come to your own conclusion. Go look at the other words. How do you feel about them? Why did you stop? Why don't you say the N-word on your show? Say Enrich. Why don't you say faggot on your show? At least do what your hardcore fans want. Yeah, do what your hardcore fans want. So I'm going to just start asking people, why did you stop using the other words? Okay. And be consistent. Mm-hmm. But go back to using some of the other words. Use Enrig. Use Jew Me Down. Use them all and, and go back to it. Own it. If you, if you want to say those words, say it. Don't let go of them. What do you just hold on to these words? Like, you can still hold on to retarded. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I can still say that. But I notice one thing, and if this doesn't say something, then nothing will. Mm-hmm. Every single letter that I got defending him was the most mean-spirited, misspelled words. No, 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 no. (laughs) Vicious. One guy attacked my comedy when I opened for Louis C.K. Then Mm -hmm. I had a very intelligent back-and-forth tweet with him to the point where, in all fairness, now I had to really not get personal. Mm -hmm. I did not... He eventually said, you weren't, you didn't suck with Adam Carolla, with, with opening up for Louie. He just went there. They were the most, now, here's what I'm going to go to, to, can you disagree? Well, right. they're disagreeing, Todd. You're just going to think that they're all vicious letters just because they're disagreeing. No. I have some pretty, and let me go full circle here. I have mm-hmm. some pretty ironclad feelings on religion. Right. I'm going to defend 
the people that write me letters. Mm -hmm. Even though they disagree with me, you can write a letter that disagrees from an intelligent point of view. I have gotten letters from religious people that disagree with things I said on the show, but they write it, listen up here, articulate, articulate, Mm -hmm. kind, and gentle. Mm -hmm. Not one letter. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying they're not out there, but we're going to see the comedy here in a second. Not one that I got. (laughs) Okay was written from a gentle, kind place. Well, go fucking figure that people that defend using the word retarded can't write a letter from a gentle, kind place. So isn't the question that they really don't have the ability to communicate and be gentle and kind in any area and aware of other people? That they were, There was not one letter, every fucking letter. And let me tell you something, and this is, if Adam had to, because sp- he's not dumb, right. if he had to spend, be in a room with 50 people the 50 people that agreed with him, the f- I'm sure he got many more letters that agreed with him. Mm-hmm. If he just wants to hear his, the fans that agree with him, I'm sure he got a shit ton more letters than people that went, Jesus Christ, lighten up already with the fucking word police. I'm mm-hmm. sure he got enough where if that's what he wants to believe, he could legitimately get to that belief. Like, look at this, one letter, two. Emails came flooding in. Shut the fuck up, Todd Glass. Mm-hmm. You spend – because and now, if he was dumb, my theory wouldn't work. He's not. You spend an hour with 50 of the people that defended me or 50 of the people that defended you. Yeah. How's that? You're going to hate them. Oh. The, hate's a strong word when we're trying to have an evolved conversation. You'll be, you be uncomfortable. You'd be uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm telling you, the people that wrote me the letters from the, 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 that he'd be more comfortable spending time, even right. though for comedic reasons he wants to use that word, the people that are writing him those letters, fuck Todd Glass, man, it's comedy, goddammit. You won't mm. be able to say anything anymore. And I love that. You can fucking say anything you want. It's comedy. Mm. There's so much you can say. But you take five or six words and they're like, oh, you're not going to it's my fucking words you got a fucking dictionary and you can talk about anything you fucking want but five fucking words or someone's feelings or being decent and you you know what you said I won't be able to talk about anything anymore everything else stop it grow the fuck up you will be able to talk about a lot don't act like testify Todd Mm mm-hmm it's childish. You know, <laughs> well, you know what I. You, 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 this, How about, well, let me just, this, hold on. I'm going I'm to okay. do it one more time. What I just said, I hope he does listen to this because he knows I'm right. 50 of the people that defended him, <laughs> shut the fuck up with your. I'm trying to give him the voice. To, Adam, you, you, there's nothing wrong with it. You sit in a room with 50 of your people that defended you or 50 of my people that defended me. Who would you enjoy more? And that's... Oh, if they're paying to see his comedy, he's no problem with it. (laughs) Well, my point is, if you're dumb and your audience is dumb... There's, you, it's okay, yeah, but, but when you're evolved, but, but which, you and you just do it for comedic right. reasons. But I think that, like you said, you can't a you can't generalize like that, and it is a, it is a small pop. What do you think the portion of his his uh, audience is is that that is is that? I think Adam has. I don't think all his audience is dumb. I think right. I don't know what it is, but you know, I got a lot of letters from people that said he would. They wish he'd stop using that word, but they very much like his comedy. Yeah, it also and, <laughs> it's kind of annoying that. He's made himself, <laughs> he's positioned himself now as this being like an edgy issue where he is 
a you know uh, a pioneer or champion of the, of the comedians, and he gets to say whatever he wants because that's the right thing. And and all of a sudden he becomes a martyr, and it's like, oh my god. Well, the truth of it is, he's taken the easy way out. Yes, well, it's, it's, it's easy it's, to it's, say it's, retarded. It's, it's, it's easy a, to say midget and get a laugh. Look, it's 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 uh, it's appealing to a primitive base, right? right. Like a primitive emotional yes. uh, and and uh, people that are that are not able to kind of. You know, there's better words. There's just better words. It's it's a it's it's a quick out. Right? And and, and also, quick out. I'm not I'm I'm not my rage. And a quick laugh. Mm-hmm. My rage does Cheap not laugh. come, believe it or not, from the people that defend it that wrote emails. A shut up. It's just a word. It wasn't the place. But it's, I love that. By the way, it wasn't the place. Oh, really? Like his show that he invited me on because I have a show. That wasn't the, the, the place to discuss it? Where were we well, supposed to discuss well, it? Well, they acted like I derailed the show for an hour and a half. Like, they're going, it had no place. You did it. You did an hour and a half show, and you shouldn't even have talked about that for four or five minutes. We talked about it for four or five minutes. I did it from a gentle place. But it doesn't upset me that, look, I can't change the world. And I, thought, I, I thought he heard, he heard you out, what you were saying. He disagreed with you, but he heard you out. He heard me out, but I, didn't, I did eventually drop it. Yeah, and I because, think... Because... When he said the word police, I'd let it go because I'm like, it's not the word police. It's the it's it's right. Yeah, but I mean, and, and, and again, and again, Todd, it's like I, we talked about this earlier. Like, how much do you want to bring somebody to the light, right? Mm-hmm. How much do you want to? Where? How far do you push it, or do you just keep you keep chipping away? At well, it? I'll tell you why. I think on this show, if someone's on the fence, you hope you rattle the person. Look, there's intelligent. This is when Kevin. I think I do echo what you're saying. Yeah. I might do it in a different way. There's intelligent people. Mm-hmm. That still think like, yeah, is it that bad? I hope I rattle them to go, a listener to go. You know, I always think of a younger listener to go, oh, Todd's right. Like, mm-hmm. I used to hold on to that word and think. Uh, by the way, with the, that's so gay, the way I approached it on the Mark Marin show. I right. got a shit ton of emails. It made me feel good that people go, you hit it from a perspective. And here's the question I would ask someone that doesn't understand why you wouldn't, wouldn't want to be slang for something stupid. Mm-hmm. And I think they think, look, this again, my weird way of talking. They think they have the right answer at the end, but I'll get you either way, you little fuck. <laughs> get, decide which way you're going to answer. Either way, I'll be right. And here's the way it goes. They, they tried to do it with that commercial where they went, what if your name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but and, and good, you know, and anyone that tries to do something like that, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I genuinely, but I don't think it worked because I think it's a little harder. Uh, but I fantasize asking somebody like this, what if you were synonymous? Now, I'm going to answer both ways at the end. I'm going to ask the question, and then I'm, there's only two ways to answer it. If you looked at somebody like this that's defending using someone's being as an adjective, you're using being as an adjective. What if you, at work, if you found out, and answer, I want to go listen. Don't just want to be right. Just listen to what I'm saying and go to a place and answer it honestly. By the way, if you really answer this honestly, if the minute I'm done talking and my last syllable comes out of my mouth, you're, you're answering, you're, you're, you need to stop, mm-hmm. soak it in, mm-hmm. and then answer it. I'm telling you, the minute I'm done talking, if words coming out of your mouth, you're not going to that place you need to go. So take a breath when I'm done. <laughs> what if you were synonymous and you found out it worked? It's the same commercial, but I'm hitting it from a different angle. You found out that uh, uh, um, Robert, uh, uh, yeah, he Roberts it. Your name's Robert. They found out, what's Roberts it mean? <laughs> it just means you're probably not going to go anywhere in life. And it just means like, you're like, you're sort of like you hit that age where you're probably not going to do anything. We just say because you're, it's like a loser, <laughs> but we say you're going to Robert it. Would that bother you? Now, if they said, Whew. yeah, <laughs> that would bother me. 
Yeah. Well, you're dealing with a person that you're able to shed some light on it. Mm-hmm. But if they said, no, but it did, but inwardly, let's say inwardly they thought they probably would, but outwardly they think they're going to win. But no, nah, that's just yeah. people with that. Oh, I just figured out the problem then. You're, you, you can't go to that place because you couldn't even go to that place. You thought you won by saying it wouldn't bother you. Incapable, it wouldn't bother you that you were the word. Incapable you, of being honest with yourself. Incapable, because you might go, well, Todd, what if it didn't bother anybody? Everybody thinks different things. Don't tell me if at your workplace, your name was synonymous with being a fuck-up loser that don't go anywhere in life. You might be able to put on a game face, right. but if you didn't go home and put your head in that pillow... Even though you should say fuck everybody, if I'm synonymous for loser, your head wouldn't go into that pillow at night and go, that blows. Mm-hmm. And your wife would go, what? Well, my name is, my work means like I found out today. It means, I'm, it means like synonymous with like you're not going anywhere in life. <laughs> so if you're going, no, it wouldn't bother me. We just figured out the problem. So, you know. You could not only that you could go to human resources and, and file a, a file a grievance. <laughs> uh, I'm going out on a limb here, but I would say that if Adam Carolla got, um, you know, I don't know who his podcast network is through. I think he has his own. But if he had a TV show, or or even if he saw the numbers and he saw a significant drop because he said the word retard, and his yeah. producer came to him and said, "Just don't say it. You know, you will get more money." I bet you he'd go, "Oh, then I won't say it." Well, that's what I'm saying. It seems eventually they drop out words when that happens. Exactly. But it's like, I won't drop it out until I'm pumped. Exactly. But I want people to drop it because. But isn't that part of the image? Isn't that part of the image that he portrays? Like I think we talked about you were saying earlier. Like he's he's this rough around the edges comedian that kind of like caters to that to that demographic. Well, well by, 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 lowest by, common denominator. By the way, I'm add your words, not mine. I'm defending <laughs> him a little. It, I will say it. that a lot of the emails I got were from people that were not stupid at all. They were not stupid. These people could not have written these letters, decent, kind letters that we, we love him. We just wish he would stop using that word. You know what? I don't want him to stop using that word because he just, ugh, I'm tired of being corrected. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't get what I want always. But I want him to stop using it because he goes. He gains I, insight. I would, I would fucking cry mm-hmm. if, if I found out that Adam said, you know what? I'm not stopping using it because I'm tired of If he was – talk about want to be brave. You want to be rough around the edges. Go on your radio show and say that. If you really feel it, go, you know what? No. For anybody listening, don't write me emails that go, oh, man, you're being a pussy. I'm stopping it because I see why it's wrong. Yeah. And last is that um, I just realized on that show, there's something else that happened on that show, and I am going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because it gave me an in-depth to somebody it, or it gave me compassion into someone that said, oh, don't use the race card. Look, when the race card's used mm-hmm. – unjustifiably it's wrong but boy must it blow and i'll tell you the story where Mm -hmm. i got here with this when you're using the race card legitimately or your or there's sexism going on legitimately and it's legitimate as as ironclad legitimate could get you bring it up and someone goes oh you're using the sex card are you using the yanka and you're like and and you're not hey when someone uses the race card unfairly yes we all get it but it must suck when you're using it fairly and what happened Mm -hmm. was I, I hope this correlates, is that one point for comedic reasons, and I didn't say anything because I thought if I say it, oh, I didn't, <laughs> but I'm saying it now, but I shut the fuck up about it then. Right. He was talking about a race car mm-hmm. and something about this car and the engine, the piston, and he looked down at me and went, hey, gay guy, anything, this doing anything for you? Now, hold on. Before anybody that may be sent to this show mm-hmm. or, oh, wait, you hear Todd complaining about Adam Carolla, I get it. 
it was a joke. The, the comment that I'm about to make is not on Adam socially. I believe that Adam is very, very progressive when it mm-hmm. comes to gay marriage. I think he's ver- very right. adamant about that on the show. It's all me. All I'm doing is criticizing his comedic choices. Right. It blew. It blew to be a shill for his joke. Hey, a gay guy down at the end. So it bothered no, you. It bothered me, and it hurt my feelings. I'm quoting Seinfeld here. It bothered me as a comedian, not as a gay guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because, uh, because remember I'll, that with the dentist? Yeah, 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 I'll tell you yeah, why he's right. Yeah, because Adam dentite. is Adam yeah. is <laughs> Adam can't do anything to hurt me in my life, nor would he want to. Right. I, he's I, look. I hope I'm right because I'm, I'm complimenting him. I think he's very progressive in that area. I think he's pro gay marriage, and I think if he had a son, I don't. I don't think he's ever said so, anything. But hold on. Okay. But to be the comedic. Chill at the end. Like I said this on Mark Marin, and I don't like to reference myself, but I want I didn't want to be for his joke. The gay really? guy really? at the really? hey gay guy. Come on, dude. Hey you're, gay you're, guy. Like, come on, dude. You're better than that. Is that yeah. What yeah, yeah, like like yeah. But like, he yeah. but is he and I couldn't say anything. I wanted to go, what do you mean? I'm gay guy for your joke? Why I'm didn't Todd you say Glass. That? I'm Todd fucking Glass. Well, why didn't you say that? There's something? so many more adjectives to describe me than because I'll tell you why. Then it would look like. No, but why didn't you? You know how many straight guys I know who could give a fuck about pistons and yeah. cars? No, Adam? no. He meant he didn't mean it in that way. He meant it like gay guy. Like, is this doing something for you? All the rough talk. It was just like I was the. Oh, oh, I, was I, thought, the I thought he was making fun no. of you that you weren't into cars. No, no, I don't. I don't think that was it. But it's still interesting that you were the. I was the shill, like yeah. the Mexican there, the gay guy there. Hey, the- buddy, I get it. Like if you, whenever you're a punchline to a shitty joke, our friends make fun of us all the time. We make fun of each other all the time for something genuine, and right. it's fun. I love it when someone gets me for something real. Mm-hmm. But when it's like a bullshit, hacky joke that just ends up being pointed at you. Yeah, it's upsetting. See, but why didn't I? I why didn't you ampl- of, amplify it to the uh, point of like what we just talked about earlier? Like, because you, you know, already felt uh, uh, insecure about doing the uh, word. I had already talked or... about the, using the word retarded, and I thought it, I would have to get the lecture, which I didn't have time to articulate, like I just did now. Oh my God, I can't even make a joke anymore. Right. No, no, you can make the joke. Just make it good. But I'm telling you right now, <laughs> as a comedian, I, the gay guy there, and the guy there, and the Mexicans there, and the. Come on. Like, it really hurt my feel. It was really like it blew. I don't even want to say it hurt my feelings because it was more like if I had to use an adjective, ugh, it was just like, really, that's what I am for your gay, gay guy. <laughs> gay guy? What do you mean, gay guy? If I'm in the audience, you don't know my name. Like, gay guy? He didn't even say Todd, at least. Yeah. Like, gay guy down it's there. Like he had to repaint the picture for the audience for the joke to work. Yeah. Hey, remember, he's gay. And we're talking about. Okay, so I'm going to connect the dots. Well, so did, did, I mean, <clears throat> after leaving the show, would a would you go back on? B would you think he would have you back on? I mean, is it, or is this? I don't know if he would have me back on or not. I don't know if he even cares. He probably will never listen to this. But I wanted to talk about it because number one, the word police thing drives me nuts, well, and I think I brought clarity on that. That like for me, hey, if there's someone else, the, it's not the word police. Stop with that. When, uh, since when is Todd the word police? I mean, come on, there's right and there's wrong, right. and, 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 and it has nothing to do with the word police. It, it's it, any evolved human being. But the most the thing that I will end on was mm-hmm. that if that doesn't express something, that what the fuck? People that defend the word retarded can't write an evolved letter. Right. If that to me, and by the way, that's not, right, that's the best thing. If, if someone on the other side isn't going to go, oh my God, he's got a point, mm-hmm. I get it. They're not right. going to go, that is true. But I'm telling you, not one. 
I wouldn't exaggerate. If there was one, I go, I got one. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, try to make up an evolved letter. <laughs> if like if I if I wanted to write one, write one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Try to do it as a comedic joke. We'll do it on the next show. Okay. Write an evolved like I'll read I'll read. And by the way, I love defending the religious people in this case mm-hmm. because it really makes my point. I could read two letters on the air. I could read 20 from religious people adamantly disagree with me, but wrote a letter from a gentle place. Right. Try to even fake do it. Write a letter, and we'll read it on the next show, that someone that disagrees, that they think you should be able to use the word retarded, mm-hmm. but they write it from a loving, gentle, <laughs> um, you know. Funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Try yeah. to do it. Because as right. you're reading it, it's like, wait a second, the well, person that's using the word retarded couldn't well, write think, this letter? And I, and, I think that, and I think that you said it best when, when uh, you said it'd be this biker holding a puppy. You know how you said that if you really were calling somebody retarded, it would be a biker holding a bunny. Well, I said retarded people. uh, And by the way, I think we are using the word and in this, uh, which how ironic, I think it's um, uh, we're using the word retarded when I think uh, they're asking. Well, you know what I always say? What do you call them? I don't know. Ask their name. Yeah, might be a, a gentle way to right. go about it, but I get it that we change words. And by the way, I understand that too. Well, Paul, that's- Paul F. Tompkins uh, kind of solved it, solved a big one for me because I, you know, I thought it was midget, and then he said small people, and I said, well, to me that sounds more offensive <laughs> than midget. And he goes, you know what? It doesn't matter. That's what they want to be called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where it ends. I get it how cleaning – by the way, this is a completely different conversation, and I really need to make this clear. I don't give a fuck if I go over. Okay. There are two discussions here. One is using it as an adjective. Right. The other is that groups of people sometimes, because the word had such a hate behind it, they just want to clean, say, clean mm-hmm. slate and change the word. Mm-hmm. So some people, when even when legitimately calling someone, saying, oh, I think their child is mentally retarded, that's changing too, right. to ment- – uh, what do we call it? What are, what are they asking? Mentally that handicapped? Uh, what, you know what? We don't know what it is right now, but we're talking smart about this, even if we have a little misinformation here. Mm-hmm. But that's a completely different thing when you are referencing that person as – they have a mentally retarded child. Um, that's changing too. And I get that too. That's different than using them as an adjective. That's just even when you're pro- properly referencing a person that uh, is, is uh, mentally retarded. But I get when they want to clear the slate with that too. I defend that too because the word gay had such a, you know, gay, 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 yeah. gay. Yeah, and I get it. Can we call it something else? Uh, housekeepers to maid. I always was gentle to that. Probably made with the way it was used and and the, and the, and, the, and the disrespect that it was used. So if you change the word, well, now they want to be called this. Yeah, maybe you don't relate, mm-hmm. but I do, and I get it. So I don't mind if people want to go. Yeah, the word. So when you when you ask, like you know, I get it. your question. Like God, doesn't little people? It sounds like it's. Mm-hmm. But like Paul's right. It's like it's not that the new word is any better. It's just not the old word, right? right. And it's not up to you to be comfortable with it, right? Yeah. It's not. It's not, <laughs> right. up, it's not up to you to get. Well, that's and right. the, and then we have that. You know, the way we want people that want to go back to that period of time, like they're comfortable with that stewardess, right. not flight attendant. You know, or yeah. <laughs> George Miller had the best joke about that. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, there was this comedian, George Miller. He's passed since, but he had a great joke. He said he was on a plane, and he said, uh, uh, hey, uh, stewardess. And she goes, uh, actually, we stewardess is a derogatory term now. And he goes, uh, isn't that your fault? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's really so, good. all right, that's the show. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me, Todd. This was uh, That's this was the a- show. If you're out there and you're still holding on to that word, I, if I didn't rattle you out of it, I don't know what will. I really don't. But I hope it did. And I it's love not your passion, not your anger, your passion. 
Yeah, it's all it's good passion. to see you again, buddy. This is first show I've been back on since uh, the break. And you're gone next week again, too. And I'm gone next week Rory again. Rory Scovel is this, uh, this Friday. Rory Scovel is back. Finally. I'll come back. You want me to come back? Yes. I'd love to come back. We do. You come sh- back to a regular show just to goof around. Yes. He doesn't like to goof around. Uh, <laughs> he's just fixing people's lives. Used, he doesn't have time to I goof around. To like to, I used to like to goof around a lot. He's all serious. Oh, please. Um, all right. Okay. Thank you. Any any last word? What if I'll give you the last twenty five minutes? Thanks, Eric. <laughs> twenty five minutes, <laughs> Eric. I give you the last twenty five minutes. Oh, that's okay. I'll save it for next. <laughs> Don't, almost. <laughs> Eric's great. Kevin. This is, this Thank funny. you. <sighs> I need to decompress, and if for some reason I think I should do it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> we do need to come down a little bit. You want to talk about it a little bit? Let's talk. Let's 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 talk. Well, about can, it. can can I ask more questions? Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, are you okay? Well, yeah, I'll lot Daniel 10 minutes of my <laughs> 25. So go ahead. Do you think it's bad when I get that upset? No, I think it's healthy that you let it you let it out and that you, you know, you you articulate what's going on with you. I just Can can I you know, look for what it's worth. Uh-huh. The reason I think that one area, if you, I know exactly where I get upset and that's the you're not going to be able to say anything anymore. Why does that evoke so much rage in me? I swear to you it's cuz it's such a lie. It's a lie. Wait, wait, say it. What, what, say it. Well, people that go, you're not going to be able to say anything anymore. And to me, that's the same as, look, what we're talking about, we're, we're talking about if you, had a, if you had a therapy session between you and your wife to understand each better, mm-hmm. better, that's what I try to do with the world. People don't like stuff being taken away from them, Todd. And, and, it's, and it's, sometimes it's not even the context it's just the con it's 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 the it's the it's the word itself it's not even the word itself it's just like you're saying hey you you're not allowed to do that and so they act like children they get primitive and they're like you know what you can't tell me what to do can i tell you how you know i'm glad i'm decompressing on the air why that i think that's good you said that when you don't when when you when you like look if, at, if you can think of any area to relate with somebody mm-hmm. like i get why it's hard Sometimes that's more like look at look at the visceral reaction you got from the people that were angry about it, right? They didn't have a thoughtful thought of like, hey, you know what? I really enjoy using this word because it really aptly describes what people do sometimes. And and I've seen a retarded kid get out of a bus and trip on a curb, and that really was what you know. Like they don't get to that point. Like they hear you taking trying to take something, you know. And I I don't want to make the I'm going to make the jump. It's same thing with guns. It's like all of a sudden you're, you're saying, hey, freedom of speech, First Amendment right, right? Fourth Amendment right. You cannot take my gun away. You are not going to take away any word from me. And it's amazing that, you know, the, the N-word hasn't been pushed back more, although I'm sure it has done just not publicly or on a, on a greater scale. But people are very conscious about that. And, and I think that and, and it, it strikes a chord with this country because, you know, it goes back to our roots with dealing with communism and, and seeing the Gestapo and, and pe- in other countries have stuff taken away from them. The, the N-word, by the way, has not been pushed back as far as people think. Like, you know, I, I always think it's easy to get lost. Like, we live in a very bubble mm-hmm. society, mm-hmm. like here in Hollywood or in L.A. or just the, the, the culture that we – I mean, I don't know you that well, but I think we're, we're kind of like, you know, in the fringe mm-hmm. part of the culture where it's yeah. very accepting and evolved. But I've, I've recently, as last year, I've heard somewhat intellectual white people ask me questions like, well, why come black people can say it to each other and we can't? Well, that, that's – And that, like, God, like no, normal people, not, right. not, not racist, mm-hmm. not – you know, seemingly normal people will ask that question genuinely still. 
Yeah, and I've, I've given the answer to that. But yeah, so. when, you, when you say, when, by the way, when we say that, you know, uh, you know, you don't hear the word N-rig anymore, I get it. People right. still use that word. Mm-hmm. But we you, just don't hear you it. can't use it on a radio show. No. So, or you know, a podcast. Yeah, on a podcast or a radio show. You, we've moved past it. But, but uh, last, last thing here is um, you, you said something about uh, change is hard, and I think this will let people know that, yeah, I, 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 I've, I go through it. I remember right after what, – what are you laughing at? I, I thought of a joke. <laughs> Great. So anyway, um, I remember you, – You have to join a union now if you want to hear that word. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I don't even stereotype people in unions because you know what? <laughs> look at all the look at all the semi-evolved people we know that moronic things come out of their mouth. Yeah. But um, when I just when I after I was on the Mark Maron show, I was getting a lot of letters from people that were saying, "Hey, you're asking us not to use this word. You use the c word on your show, you know, cunt, or you do or you do this bit." And I remember one day literally taking my hand to the back of my head, right here in the point, and it. It didn't really hurt, but it hurt because it was like, oh, I feel like, oh, my God, now people are – It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming, yeah. and, 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 and I can't do this, and, and can I do that? And I thought, oh, guess what? If change hurts the top of my head – That's good. Bring it on. That's good. Now, not right away. I have to admit, I should – oh, and now everyone wants me to be thinking of their cause or their – you know what? Okay. And guess what? Out of the 15 or 10 things that were brought to my attention, mm-hmm. I didn't change them all. But guess what? The funny thing is, you when start, you at least listen... You start to self-regulate a little you, bit. You start to. And, and I, not because I had to, because their emails made sense. And from a gut reaction, like there's something in us, like, and I, I, we were talking about this at the break, where in therapy, the therapist just holds up a mirror, mm-hmm. right? A good one. And we'll just say, oh, well, I'm noticing this, this, and this. I'm seeing this common thread and this common thread. And, and slowly, you'll do it, and you'll, and you'll do the action, or you'll do something that bothers you, and, you, and you'll go like, oh, that's what I was talking about. And then two months later, right before it happens, right before it comes out of your mouth, you'll feel uncomfortable, like, oh, I did it again. And then eventually, it gets to the point where you're like, oh, and I'm not even going to say it, because I don't want to feel that. Un- now, the uncomfortable change is now uncomfortable being. Right. And, and also the thing that I've noticed with you helping me mm-hmm. about therapy is that – and again, I, I want to over-preface this. I don't know why I feel I need to say this, but for some reason if I was – and by the way, for those people that do what I'm about to say and they've made change in their life, you're the person I admire. But you'll understand still why I'm saying it. I'm not someone that sits in therapy three times a week and people go, oh, you don't really change that much. I, I'm, the majority of my life, I have not been in therapy, but the way I defend it – I'm defending it from someone who really doesn't go that much. Right. Um, that you learn that when you learn to ski, you don't have to relearn to ski every mountain you go to. You learn yeah. the tools of skiing, and then you you could you come in for you, a tune-up. Yeah, and you could ski any mountain you go to. Once you learn some of these tools, like the thing you helped me with your brother not returning my calls, and you asked me some questions, was you just apply it to other areas of your life. And that you was really, that was the most that was out of all the things he helped me with. <laughs> Dealing with his brother, not returning my calls. Oh, my God. I was like, he's not fucking giving me the the answer I want. Ego, right? It was. But, I mean, it was. I wasn't wrong, but it had nothing to do with. It had nothing. uh, I don't want to. It's just it's a great. Well, and here and you know what? And I think a lot of that was I used a lot of we used a lot of silence in that phone call. And that got really uncomfortable for you. It was so fucking hard. Harder than coming out of the closet. <laughs> because his brother doesn't return calls. Uh-huh. And I even tell him, I go, well, here's the problem that I get upset about it. I said, Mike, 
if you're canceling on me, you never have to worry. I'm not one of those friends. You can cancel it two days before. You can cancel two hours before you're supposed to meet me at a comedy club when I'm in Philly uh-huh. visiting. I go, that, that's okay. Or text me. Todd, swamp this week. With texting, and you don't even text me, it starts to bother me where I don't, you don't think I... And he started to ask me questions, and then I go, Kevin, do you think you know the answer, why it's bothering me? He goes, yeah, but I can't tell you. I go, please. <laughs> what was it? Well, he... I don't... Well, just to, ultimately, you got there. It, so. it was... It was he asked me where it hurt, <laughs> you know, and I did. It was, isn't that when you asked me that? Was it in my what stomach? Was your, what was your somatic response to, yeah, where did it hurt in your body? Where did I say? I forget now. It's in stomach in your chest. And then, and then it made sense. And then, well, the answer was that, you know, that it had nothing to do with me. It's all right. to do with him. And that, you know, well, 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 I forget now what you said. But well, at the time. It was just that, you know, look. Uh, you're not. You're not. You didn't defend that returning calls. It's not like you went. No, people don't need to return yeah. calls. It was deeper than that. Yeah, we we got we. You know what? It was. We really got into more of your process as opposed to the content of what was going on with that. And it's also very. You know, I don't know if it's we're inclined because of the business we're in, and you know, you kind of tend to wear your heart on your sleeve on stage if you're doing it right. Um, and it's hard not to in, in, in internalize everything yeah. that happens in this business. And not getting your calls returned is, you know, could be part of the game here. Uh, but uh, not just with people in the business. With well, other that's, people and that's what, we, that's what we went to, like the process of like what it felt like to not have you acknowledged by somebody. Yeah. And that, that this person was kind of shutting you out. And yet he was more than just a friend and it hurt even worse. But then I said to you, what would you do if we made an appointment mm-hmm. for you to come to your office and I didn't return your call. Like, would you go, would you go, well, it's, you, you'd skip, hey, return my fucking call. <laughs> I still defend, you help me, it's not, well, anyway. Okay. <sighs> well, you know what, and I think that this is what we talked about. You know, your job as comedians is to amplify the absurd and the ridiculous, <laughs> and, and, and you bring that to light and, and do it very well, both of you guys. Bye, everybody. Later. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.